Border Barrels back for round eight. Round eight? Yeah. Yes, it is. How have um, we not been cancelled? Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm a bit disappointed I didn't hit play a few seconds earlier when um, William Shatner uh, was on an ad on Fox or KO, whatever this is, and we got him confused with Bert Newton, <laughs> and then we both questioned whether either had died. Apparently neither. And, that will and then we die. also question whether alive. they're not or are the same person. Yeah. Tell you what, William Shatner is a very popular man. Like, yeah. so, like people would fight us in the street for saying we didn't know who he was. Yeah. I think tre- Trekkers. Oh, I think he's a yeah, Star right. Trek. No, I said Star Trek. Star Trek. Star, Star Trek. He delivers. So what? He's doing a few <laughs> deliveries now. Yeah. He delivers. He's like the mailman. He's like Carl Malone. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're back. Three quarter time. We're watching uh, Dogs versus Carlton. Now, Grazzi mentioned that they're facing their hoodoo team. Yeah, the, yeah, I feel like whenever the dogs are good, and Carlton notoriously aren't ever really that good, um, the Blues usually always beat them or go very close. And um, I think the dogs hit the last two of that quarter because it was looking pretty rough for them. But uh, 82-68 at the moment. Pretty rough. Pretty rough. Hey, rough. Yeah, well, you noticed that they're actually sponsored by Pedigree, which is... Oh. Uh, how good it, which is quite ironic that's a th- uh, it's very yeah. funny that's a throwback to my dog owner days yeah i wonder if they're actually searching out mars maybe as well um other such pet care and i was gonna say the blues are sponsored by a blues musician but i don't know any so mm. they are not your dad yeah <laughs> good on you john yes <laughs> John Gratton, the major sponsor of Carlton Blues now. Um, I have a bone to pick to start off now. I'm an SNL Uh, fan. uh, Bone? The dog? Yes. Good. Oh, God. Here we go. Um, I, as an SNL fan, I watched the game yesterday. And we need to do something about these umpires. Straight into it. Because not just that game. I actually had a text from another SNL fan that was watching this game, the Carlton Western Bulldogs game. And he said, footy's so hard to watch now. And I was like, why? Footy's fine. And he goes... You never know what an umpire is going to call. It was, it's a shit show. We saw, um, if any of you guys saw the North Melbourne game, oh, um, Jack Siebel having a shot for goal. and no, Jack Siebel, um, Cam Zerha. And Cam Zerha's not the best kick at the best of times. Don't um, mess with the Zerha. Um, because he's right-footed. Um, <laughs> is he? Don't quote me on that, uh, as Lecocious. we found out last week. Um, but he shanked it off the boot. It went at right angles and they called deliberate out of bounds. He's had a shot at goal and they said deliver it out of bounds. I'm like, the last thing he wanted in the world... I bet you he'd rather air swing. Well, that's why they've changed the terminology to insufficient intent. However... But like that surely, rule, insufficient intent can sufficiently suck my ball. Yeah, I'm sick of it. Because if that's the call, then surely David Noble's go, going down there and he's like, um, Cam, you're 30 out. Maybe um have some intent to fucking kick a goal. Yeah. Maybe that's why they suck because they just don't want to kick goals and they keep kicking it out. Why would you intend to kick it out of bounds in our Ford 50? Yeah, like... The umpire is always right. Umpires are are absolutely stinking it up and it's... it's Do we blame them entirely or the the rule changes, the constant rule changes? But it's it's, some of these are not constant rule changes. Like in the Carlton-Western Bulldogs game today, they're allowing full forwards to do a bit more in terms of their... um, the the sorry the the matchup full forward and full backs and yeah they're allowing it whereas or they're actually ca- they're calling it and it's like well which way which way are you calling these contests because yeah. like as we saw yesterday uh, I'm not saying this because we would have won the game because Hooker probably would have missed but um, he got punched in the back of the head he also took the mark yeah. for one so he marked the footy they didn't pay mark he got punched I mean, in the back Gary of the Ablett head they held didn't it call over a free kick. 
Gary Pert for less than time. Yeah, than that, like so. it, it touched his hands for a split second and they just wanted to see the mark. And um, I don't want to be the traditional Essendon fan, but the love child of the AFL-GWS have been well and truly looked after. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, well, with some of these clanger calls. Yeah. Clang- God, you love getting that word in. I do. Just got to um, find a way to bring it, get clanger involved. Can they be... Why can't... If there's... If, like, two... How many umpires? Three umpires? Like field umpires? Mm, fieldies. Yeah, I reckon there's probably... Yeah. That's, like, that's changed in the last few years too. I can't yeah. remember it was two and it's now three. Or but but if, that, if that call's that bad, can't they just go, nah, wave it off? Like they do that in the NBA. Yeah, like so they like wave the, it off and go, nah, that's... The umpire no. does make calls in this. It's yeah. just like you rely on the closer umpire to actually... Like if he hasn't seen it, then you go, ah, oh, shit. Well, if he's not seen it close by, then I probably can't quite see. But... but that shot for goal that was in his forward 50 and it's just come off the side of his boot. Like, yeah. that's... Like someone... Could, yeah. yeah. Surely I, someone's I coming it, over and being yeah. like, no, dude, no. that is the wrong from call. out of space. The rule is, that. and we might have to get some clarification from our friend on the inside with this one, but I don't know if they're allowed to override a decision that's already been made, but they can make, from further up the field, they're allowed to make a decision if one umpire missed one, for example. But so if, if one yeah, umpire okay. is the main umpire that's officiating that area of the ground at that moment, if he's blindsided and there's a high tackle, but the umpire further up the ground sees it, that umpire can say, oh, no, actually, I saw it better. It was it was a high tackle and pay it. But if the umpire paid a high when it wasn't and the other umpire saw it, I don't know if they're allowed to run in and go, hey, no, no, actually, it wasn't and t- take it yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know you see it when they go out, and I guess this is different because they haven't made the call yet, but you see it sometimes where the ball's gone out and they all convene and go, was it out on the full or did it bounce? And like, you know, like in that instance, surely you've got to, like there's got to be a call. Now they've just called a push in the back there and he's got both hands on his side. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I try not to have a go at the umpires because I understand, like I get frustrated with the... Oh, that's, I'm not saying like they're doing, everyone makes mistakes, but it's happening a lot and... You don't want to see it change a game's result like there was a chance of doing yesterday. I, I'm a, I don't know if I'm in the minority on this. I would prefer to see games where they pay less free kicks and they miss some than games where they pay too many for soft ones that aren't really there. Yeah. What oh, do you for think? Sure. I, I completely agree. But at the same time... So that hooker one yesterday, no, if, if it was yeah. more consistent throughout a whole game and they don't pay that, you sort of have to go, oh, okay, well, they weren't paying it all day. Or they weren't paying it all se- it should yeah, be all that, season. That's what, really. I'm sa- that's what we're saying is consistency in the calls. Like what happens at one end has to be called the same down the other end. And that that's the hardest part is we're just not getting that consistency in the calls. Like it's, it's going one way and it's going the other way and no one knows what's going on. I, sp- I suppose the only thing there is I, I like the free-flowing game as well and I don't call a, a bunch of free kicks. But when it comes down to the crunch, I just, I don't know, I, I sort of agree it shouldn't be, you, you can accept some um, bad calls, but yeah, you don't want to change the result of games. But mm. at the same time, you don't want a review system where they go, yeah. let's review it, and then we stop the game for yeah, five minutes. Yeah, it's bad minutes. enough with the score. But, but I, don't, I don't understand how they can't have a panel that are, there's 10 of them all watching screens all the time. They're just like green, green, red, green, red, <laughs> like 
whatever. Good call, back call. Yeah, sort of thing. They're doing that as they go. So once they go, right, I review that, and in five seconds, they're like, seven out of ten said that was out. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Seven out of ten said that was out. Seven out of ten said that was well, whatever was, and move on. I was thinking more so like you've got your video ref. So like in that hooker instance, for example, there's a dude in the – because you could see it very clearly yeah. on the replay. So he has access to that camera at all times. For example, so in the f- soccer, VAR works, there'll be a foul, they'll play on, and then – he'll get a little buzz on his watch. It's like, hey, we've got to check this out. Like the umpire runs around with a watch. They see the punch in the back of the head or the um, Geelong, Brisbane, the Zach Bailey tackle. And they go, like the game does flow on for four or five seconds, but they get a bzzz and they look down. It's like wrong call or something. And it's like, okay, let's go back to the play because that, yeah, I I know it's hard in the instance because the footy is a lot quicker of a game, but... But yeah, that, they have that. Sorry, were you saying they have that with the siren? Like they actually have a no, uh, no, no. With the with the soccer, so if they miss a call or they'll let the VAR, so the guy upstairs who has replays, he'll make a decision buzz and buzz the referee but and say, I'll "Hey, say that, the this. AFL umpires have that with the final sirens." So yeah, they actually, yeah. But did you remember the time Ray Chamberlain got in trouble because of it? No. Um, there was a goal kicked right as the siren was going, but he called it, and then the players came up to him and was like. I reckon you called it too early. And he was like, nah, listen, we've got this retarded chime that goes off and it tells us. So we sort of know it's happening before the siren actually goes. That's why I called it. And of course he got in trouble for saying retarded. Well, don't <laughs> say it. Like, yeah. But there's no, yeah, that's not really a flaw in the system. That's a flaw in his vocabulary. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just it was just a funny story in reference to it. Anyway, yeah. anyway, moving on. How was everybody's weekend? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, not, all right. not bad. I've been busy. Haven't I'm a bit tired. Your yeah, band had right. a gig we did we did we yeah worked and then went and played a gig and then come back and worked and then doing this so i was pretty keen for a beer I hope mother's day is a tiring caper as well oh goodness me isn't it what but it's i was like glad i, I got christmas traveling around yeah and eating a lot like we ate heaps yeah this afternoon we had a big Oof. lamb roast oh geez oh. that's good sunday lamb roast for lunch that's good we just had a big cheese platter but um we provided this whole big cheese platter went to my mum's and my nan was there but she'd bloody Brought down the whole big thing of the party pies and sausage rolls that go oh, along with it. That's, that's little mini quiches, so oh. we just let loose. Oh, how good a mini quiches. Yeah. Oh, goodness me. Now, how'd your gig, gig go? You hit a couple of drums and... Oh, yeah, we hit a couple of drums. Pressed a couple of foot pedals and yeah, such. Yeah, we did, but uh, we, we've only had a couple of practices and we haven't played together for a while, so we forgot... Forgot all our uh, all our cues and things like that. Um, so, but it was all right. It was good fun. And and as as musicians know, on it sounds a lot worse on stage than it does out out in the crowd. So apparently, it wasn't too bad. But yeah, you'd um, be your own harshest yeah, critic. Yeah. Anyway, it was good to have a hit out. It was good fun. But um, yeah. Anything else going on? Well, I guess just a special shout out. We did mention Mother's Day, and we just want to wish all the mothers that listen to this podcast, which is probably none. Yep. My, my mum said she actually put it on briefly. Real, well, I well, noticed it's one of those things. You know when, like, I noticed she you know follows us on Instagram. Most so. people's mums are a little bit te- cool. technologically impaired. Yes. Like a lot of people's mums are. Absolutely. I feel like she told me she, she's like, I listened to some of it, but I didn't know what I was doing. But I'm like, if you if you listen to some of it, you got it. No, well, yeah, yeah, you made it. But, <laughs> but did you did you know she follows us on Instagram? Oh, that's good. I'm so glad. she's got that down. Well, doing it. So my mum actually. Uh, I can't confirm whether she listened or not because she texted me and said, uh, what's the name of your podcast? And I said, Border Barrels. And she said, okay. 
<laughs> I think maybe she yeah, was telling was like, someone to listen. Yeah, so I was like, oh, why is that? And she said, oh, I was just wondering. Okay, yeah. So she just, listen. I can tell she just wants all the information. She doesn't want to listen to us talk. She just wants to know that we're okay. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty but funny. But happy Mother's Day to yep. my yes. mum and my wife, who's also a mother. Mafuaf. Um, On your sofa, doing the mothering stuff right now, so I can be here doing this every Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Nice one. Um, yeah. We also went to a little local beer event, uh, being part of a beer podcast. Simon oh, and I um, hit up uh, our favourite local establishment, The Goods Shed. Uh, Bridge Road took over who are our closest brewery um, out in Beechworth. We've mentioned them a couple of times and they had a little tap takeover. There were five taps. Um, two new boys, two new dogs um, on the taps. Uh the collab they did with Range Brewing and Sailor's Grave and then a, a nice little Saison. Um, and we got a touch out of hand. Yeah, well, we got a touch out of hand. Ooh, it was on a Thursday? Yeah, I know. On De- a Thursday. Delicious beers. Late night, late night shopping. Delicious beers. But then we knew it was going to get a bit wild when they came around with the raffle tickets. Mm. Ah, yeah. That's when the night gets really wild. So we put in and it was it was pretty good. And we both had a win. We did. I came, I got fifth and got a pair of Bridge Road socks, some hop socks. Yep. And I think you came third, didn't you? You came got third. You bloody cleaned up. I cleaned up. I got some socks and then I got a six-pack of... Uh, uh, newly released beer. I hadn't actually yep. seen them for sale anywhere. A couple of sours, so that's that's pretty good. And then um, Good Shed actually gave us a uh, little tea, little hat, which I popped straight on. So it was, yeah. uh, it was pretty good. I appreciate it. We want to get them on board as big supporters of this podcast. Yeah, we, yeah. we're big supporters of them. Yeah, well, um, I got uh, I spoke to uh, Emma at the Good Shed, and we got um, got a nice little Holgate Brewer, the Imperial Imperial. Falcon, Imperial Falcon, Millennium Falcon, no, Millennium Falcon, Imperial IPA. Falcon. Oh, oh the Falcon Falcon. Yeah. Ford Falcon, 1994 Falcon. Ford Falcon. Paul? I had a 1994 Ford Falcon. I wonder what Ford sort Falcon. of dick a Falcon has. <laughs> I remember that car. It did not I work. I remember you smashed the windscreen. In frustration. In frustration. Because it didn't work. Yeah. Fal- yep. Do you know what sort of dick a Falcon has? Um, cloaca? I'll, I'd say cloaca, but I'm not sure. <laughs> That's something, maybe yeah. that's something that we need to work on. Now, look, on. just yeah. before we move on to the footy, one last thing. Now, we say we are from the border. Yes. Now, on Aubrey Wodonga. Now, did you guys know that both Aubrey and Wodonga made it on the shittest towns in Australia oh, power rankings yes. this week? Off, how? No, no it's it's just it now. Is it? Okay. So, oh, in fifth time. place, Aubrey. Gronk leads police on 48-hour, 360-km manhunt before ramming two cop cars. That was... Um, your man who... Nearby where we are doing this podcast. Yeah, your man who fired a gun through someone's cheek. Oh, and also arrest after a man shot in the face. That was... Was that, oh, was that a related two incident? S- two separate incidents. Oh, interesting. And Wodonga, right near the good shed in the yep. s- centre of Wodonga, oh. couple caught rooting on the side of Main Road. Now, and unfortunately, in an observation that I had straight away, it's never hot people. Nah, but <laughs> never that you'd almost go. Oh, look, you guys shouldn't be doing that. But okay, you're not really but causing too much. You know, no. there's not. Yeah, I feel like the fine should actually be based on the level of attractiveness of the person when it comes to public indecency of that variety. Do you reckon? Uh, I feel like that's a slippery slope, uh, as uh, beauty is in the beho- eye of the beholder. Yeah. Um, one like man's, if, if, if one man's like, trash is another man's if it's treasure. Like two so nine out of tens. And yeah, it's like, oh, okay, guys, it's a slap on the wrist. But then if it's like like it was like two one out of tens that are in their fifties, it's like, okay, we're locking you up for a year. Yeah, but that one out of ten was a nine out of ten to the bloke doing it. Yeah. It's funny. Oh, it, good on him. It's funny. <laughs> another I suppose another another point on that, if it's yeah, two ten out of tens, 
you're going to presume it's an art installation. <laughs> yeah. And you look and go, yes, I get it. It's a comment about society. Yeah. Wherever it's, you know, two... It's a lot easier if you're attractive. Two person. ones, it's like, you are scum. <laughs> scum! What's their level of art? Yes. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> is there like an ex- level of expectation now that whenever you go past that spot and there isn't someone banging, you're like, nah, come on. I reckon now they put a plaque up. Yeah, like yeah. the first... Well, the f- it's a pretty new... Uh, little public area in Wodongas as well. So they would have um, quite comfortably been the first to bang there. I, I wonder reckon. if I wonder if there's like a little shadow like where they sat kind of thing. Oh. Like you know something bad happened there? Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah anyway, I won't, I, we won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> Were you mentioning No, no, I wasn't. No, we'll move on. We'll move on. Anyway. A couple of turd stains. Yeah, that's it. Oh, oh gosh. Oh. Well, yeah, there was also um yeah, that was happening in Albury Wodonga, but there's also some footy going on. Um Yeah. Down in old Melbourne. Melbourne. Um, so Friday Friday night's game, we had Tigers versus Cats. Now, we very did. interesting. Wasn't it? Friday? Yep. 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 So... Was that the interesting bit that it was Friday? I don't know. To be fair, no. you struggled to get through Friday after oh, Big Thursday night. Yes, so I, I was a bit <laughs> And I'd like to thank Geelong quickly before we move on. Yep. Um, I had a... You guys had a Big Thursday night. I had a... Very restless one-year-old Thursday night and didn't get much sleep. And thankfully, because of the belting Geelong were giving Richmond, I got to go to bed early on Friday night. Oh, how good! So that. I didn't see any of the last quarter. But well, it was it's, it was so the interesting part. Grand final rematch is that correct? I believe it is. I, yep. I remember watching that. I, so why it, am I always hungover when Geelong play Richmond? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it was a grand final <laughs> rematch. It's a, like the final score looks like it was an absolute blowout. Wasn't worth watching, but. It was it was a cracker game up until the third quarter. Yeah. So in the first quarter, Bolton takes possibly mark of the year, which Grazzi made a call a couple of weeks ago saying either goal or mark of the year is coming out of him in a couple of weeks. But so did you know Grazzi also mentioned not long ago that BT ruins mark of the years? Yeah. Um, He's got, he gets excited over the dumbest shit, and every time someone takes a mark of the year contender, he calls it like it was a chess mark. He has a, he has a bloody BT gasm every time Jake Lloyd goes near the footy, which is thirty seven times a game. Yet someone does takes an absolute kick. incredible mark, yeah. and BT couldn't be less happy. Well, actually, Bolton. I, yeah. I, I, do you feel this happened as well on this occasion? Because I actually agree with you. He's done it so many times. But, but I wonder if it had. A, the only thing I wonder about that is if it had happened in the fourth quarter, would he have thrown his chair through the through the window and got mm. excited? And just because it was the first quarter, he kind of wasn't. You know, he wasn't. He was warming up. I, I think, think he's just a bit of a shit show. I think his bosses, mm. like the producers, tell him now. Listen, it's alright to get a bit excited, but don't do it all the time. And he picks and chooses the wrong times. Yeah. yeah. But also, what that mark. Did you guys see the massive coincidence with that mark? No. So do you guys know what are generally regarded as the two greatest marks ever taken in the history of football? If it's not bloody... Ablett would have one, wouldn't he? No, what's his name from Essendon? Gary Moorcroft. That's it, Gary Moorcroft. In the goal square. That was incredible. And Sean Smith stood on Gary Lyon's head in the goal square, Melbourne versus Brisbane, 1995. Don't know that one. So Shai Bolton the other night. If you put the photos next to each other, they all look just as high as one another. Do you want to know the crazy stat about this? Mm-hmm. All three wore the number 29 and all three took the mark in the goal square. That is pretty nuts. That's, Were that's any a of good them stat? as high as Joe Danaher in his mark of the year over St Kilda? He got about a foot off the ground. He got at oh, least... Oh, the other one. No, do you remember the one that he officially won for when Jeremy Howe got robbed? Yeah, no, that was that, that one. Was, he, no, was bloody, he was 47 rows nah, nah. tall. I reckon there was one he took about 48 directly in front where he was about... 
18 feet in the air. No, nah, that he, one in the pocket against St Kilda, that was the horrible. one he won. That was massive. No, nah, it was, that was, you got a foot off the ground. That was a regulation mark. Your that wouldn't taking, have been mark, that wouldn't have been mark of the year oh in the Hume League. You are cooked. Well, now, anyway. Anyway, let's put a poll up. What do you reckon, <laughs> what do you reckon of that, Simon? Bloody yeah. one foot off the ground, you reckon? Yeah, yeah show me. He, he, was a bit, he was a bit further off. He's, he's a bit he's further off. Bloody, yeah. He's in the sky. He's almost out of the atmosphere. The ground is right there. The ground is not in the shot. Oh, it's, yeah, but it's not far away. No, you're <laughs> cooked. You are genuinely Look cooked. at Jeremy anyway. Howe's mark from the same year that didn't win. Anyway, so after this, so that was the first quarter. After this, it was a pretty good game of footy. So it was pretty deep in the third, nine minutes to go. And... um. What do, we, what do we have? 59, 58 Geelong. So it was a pretty good game. And then from that point on, Tigers, one goal. Geelong, 10 goals, seven. You what know what happens? it was? Yeah. The reverse of last week, Bulldogs-Richmond. Do you remember last week, the Bulldogs were well up at halftime and Richmond just went, you're not yeah, having the ball in the third later. quarter? Yeah. But yeah. like, what, hap- what happened to Tigers? Because it was, it was funny, straight afterwards. I have a theory. Oh, do you? Yeah. Well, I was, I was watching a few post-match things. And they were like, oh, you know, is it a one-off or is it a pattern or whatever? Or are you blah, 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 blah. Look, how is it? Oh, it's a pattern. No, I don't know if it is. But, uh, like, I don't – I'm not too sure what happened, but we can't write them off Last just year, yet. I thought we were writing them off quite early in the season. And uh, You can never write off Richmond because they could be – as long as they finish eighth or above, it doesn't yeah, yeah. matter. It Once it comes to September, they well, I feel like last year they, very different. they nearly scraped in at the end. Yeah. And then um, – then they lost the first final. Still on the flag. Yep. Um, so I have a theory as why, uh, as to why they were so bad um, after halftime. Yeah. Dustin Martin had 16 touches at halftime. Finished on? 21. Yeah. Mm. Did he get tagged? Just No, he did not get tagged. No, I, this is, I have this argument with uh, a friend that's a Richmond fan. And I talk about this whenever they send midfielders forward. Why are we sending these midfielders forward? Danger. Fife. Crips, um, Dusty, when throughout their careers they've proven to be the best in their team, if not the best in the comp, at getting the ball clear from centre stoppages and getting the ball forward. There is no point in having someone that can get the ball forward so well being on the end of those balls when he doesn't exist in the middle. Yeah, fair enough. That's why... um, Dogs look so good that they can send Bont forward. It's because, yeah, they've still got McRae. They've still got Dunkley. They've still got all these guys that rotate through. Cripps gets out of the middle, and it's Sam Walsh and no one else. Dusty goes out, and admittedly their midfield is still quite good, but they're not Dusty good. So why do you, why do you think they do it? Because he's so good up forward. Yeah, okay. He's so strong forward, but it means nothing if it's the ball's not there. It's harder to be there. consistent up forward too. Yeah. Because you like can, some, you can some games, you might, just, you might just play on a good defender and then you can't get it. So if you're up forward and you're not in the guts where you can impact it more often, look how many chances, if you're a midfielder, how many chances a game do you get? Like just from the centre bounces, how many goals have you kicked on average a game? You could have 30, mm. 30 centre bounces. That's 30 opportunities for you if you're in there for everyone. Yeah. Whereas up forward, you might not get an inside 50 for 15 minutes. But I think that you look at it like, um, or if you did a list of the best small forwards in the comp or the best small forwards in the history of the sport, the best one, let's say, consensus review would probably be Cyril, much to my disgust. Oh, Cyril yeah, or, yeah. or Eddie, those kinds of players. They statistically, would, Stephen Milne might nearly Yeah, be. Stephen Milne. But Com- they, if you did a list of the best players in the comp, they wouldn't even go close. Nah, because it's like, it's more for them, it's 
good at that, really good at that one thing. Yeah, because it's like you gotta yeah. be well rounded in the midfield. Because it's like it's Dusty is not he's not a key forward. He is based on strength, but yeah. he's essentially he's not playing as the tall forward, especially for Richmond. They've still got Jack and um, Tom Lynch, so he's essentially a, a small. How do you expect him to be? Dusty like when he's doing that like admittedly yeah he has had games where he's gone forward and kicked a lot of goals and they've turned it on but I just think if you want to if you want to be good consistently get him on the ball and get him in there as much as you can and it showed in the first half they were leading at half time well, that and made, then he disappeared I don't know much about footy we all know this but Hutto that makes complete sense to me it I does. reckon you can never stop saying that soon. No, you watch so much this year, no, you start well, to know more. You're the one that you're the one with the notes, yeah, mate. I'll I've got a bunch of rubbish notes here. I've got a rubbish okay, note from this game. Yeah, what's your rubbish note? Jason Castagna during this game Castagna. had the worst set shot of all time. People were saying that Aaron Norton last week. Castagna had the worst one. It's almost as bad as his home job tats that he's done on himself. Yeah, right. Have a good look at him next time. I, I was going to say, is it as bad as Kale Hooker's... Maybe last year or the year before, where he was uh, kicking for goal and kicked it out on the full on the near side, uh, <laughs> it went out on the full about three meters yeah. away from where he was kicking it. Um, the so other there's thing, a great comeback from the dogs as quickly while we've got it on yeah, live. I have another thing. So um, ever since Jez Cameron came in, Cats are moving the ball a lot faster, and they look um, like what we thought they'd be at the start of the well, year. He's a I know you mentioned against the Hawks, they were so slow. Whereas now that they've got him, they're actually moving the ball a bit quicker. And that was evidenced by... So, Cats kicked 19 goals. 15 of them came from their three key forwards. Four for Tom Hawkins, six for Jez, five for Gary Rowan. I'm sick of that guy. That's incredible. Hey, and Gary Rowan. Oh. Where did he come from? What's his go? Sydney. Did he? Was it Sydney? Yeah, and yeah right. Was he still notoriously disappears in grand finals. If he wasn't fast, he would have been delisted seven years ago. Yeah, but... I don't know. I'll tell you who is getting delisted as a small forward from Geelong. Luke Dahlhouse. Good God, he uh, sucks. Uh, he was a bit... He bloody what about when he's trying to run off the ground he couldn't move? Yeah. yeah. Ribs. A bit of a knock, um, um, Captain Cooked. What do you got, Hud? No, I just had a follow-up from last week when uh, Richmond played uh, the Dogs and we said no Dusty, no problems, uh, no Dunkley, big problems. Yeah, well, it looks like they're overcoming them, I guess. So well, what, no, what I have is no Dusty, no problems. Yes, Dusty, big problems. Ah, yes. I reckon basically that says that after that and your uh, Jack Lacocious faux pas, maybe don't listen to Hutto. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> That's exactly... Well, the dogs are about to win this game with no Dunkley and the, the Tigers... With Dusty, got flogged. No, but that's what I'm saying yeah. is that when Dusty's there, they're no good. But the dogs without Dunkley, for all money, were losing this game. That's nah, I'm just and balls, mate. It's all good. I don't think we can bloody read too much into Carlton. They only beat the Bombers by 16 points. Um, they're going all right. So, Tigers and Geelong, I've just got some uh, comments on Tom Hawkins. So... He's handsome. Your mate. He's a, he, well, he's my mate. I used to think he was a flog, but he's a bloody good footballer. And I'll tell you why. So, his decision-making inside the forward 50 yeah. is bloody amazing. He's, he's unselfish. And I don't know how many goal assists, if that's a stat or whatever, via handballs I think he may have kicks. led the competition multiple times in that stat. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice before this year, but bloody hell, he does a lot in there. He's he does a really good field kick, yeah. but he's a great field kick when he's already inside 50, like bringing yeah. his teammates in. But yeah. he always hits the targets. Yes. Well, there was a couple that he... Well, uh, let's face it. If he's at 55, he could take the kick. Himself, mm, yeah. yes. But he, you know, 35, he saw someone in the middle squares at up, whatever, handballed or whoever. He doesn't care who scores. He's just a team player and he's just, uh, yeah, his uh, decision-making is excellent. 
It's funny you say that because there is a screen grab from uh, the game where I think it's Gary Rowan takes a mark from um, Hawkins' lap and he death stares him the entire time Gary Rowan oh, goes back to ma- kick Maybe no, though they're finally s- picking up on the fact that like Rowan deserves that. Yeah. Well, well there was a bit of a... Um, the same thing happened, but it was a, ended up in a dropped mark today, didn't it? I don't know. I In the Hawthorne game? No, no, no. So, sorry, uh, talking about the same game. It wasn't today, whenever it was. Oh, yeah. But, All right, like, you but, can see my confusion. Yeah. Whoa. Um, Happy Friday night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I think they uh, wait till the they, both, they both went to go for the mark. Tom Hawkins, it was a sitter for him, and then Rowan came across, and they both dropped it. Or well, yeah, maybe, was was maybe that was the one. Yeah, don't oh, know. I don't know. It's all, it's all a mess. But it was hilarious. Um, I, as well, with that Tom Hawkins thing, is it ever to his detriment that he kind of passes off the ball all the time? Well... I don't know. Because sometimes we talk, like, uh, you see it a lot in the footy and they're talking about uh, selflessness and it's like, just go back and kick it. Stop trying to do all this fancy stuff. Stop yeah, trying to yeah, walk yeah. it in. Yeah, but I mean, um, I, I suppose it's good. Like, with Geelong, there's so many great players around him. He's kicking to the right players, it seems. It, yeah. it's, not, it's not as if he's given them up too yeah. often. So, Cool. Any more on that? Yep. Uh, no, to finish no. up, I do my the little super coach thing. So, oh, just, of a quick, just a quick one. Um about the point spread, Cats, six players uh, turned up. Um, three of them played in the forward line. Uh, and then Mitch Duncan, Guthrie and Zach Tui actually got one in there. Only one for the Tigers. So up. just, it, yeah, so Shea Bolton, it just goes to show you that... It's been so good this year. Although you said it was a close game at halftime, it was well and truly a walloping. Yeah, yeah it really was. And I reckon uh, Bolton's up for a contract renewal, they say. Oh, yeah, well, he hasn't be. signed. He's from WA. Yeah. He hasn't signed yet, so he's a free agent at the end of this year. Yeah. Oh, restrict. I can't remember exactly, but he's out of contract. So yeah, right. If he requests a move home or requests a move somewhere else, that can happen. I think he's going to so he's just out demand of a high pay packet. But the, the lucky thing for Richmond, at the moment, they're going so well that they could definitely, um, they could quite easily say, listen, you want more success for less money, then you stay. I just uh, the selling point's got to be playing at the G, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a thing. Like far out. Imagine yeah. playing there every week. But a lot of these players, people just want to go home, which yeah. is funny. It's like, yeah, I don't know. You, you get played paid to play footy. I mean, every capital city in Australia is pretty good. It's funny. Reg- regular people like, like I'm going to put us all in the same basket. Regular people like us is like, oh, I'd love to bloody get picked up by. A team and, oh, you have to, you know, you can live here and we'll pay you and whatever. But then um, I guess after a while, it's just like anything. You're like, oh, I wouldn't mind just going nipping down to the yeah. pub on a Wednesday with the boys. Yeah. yeah. yeah My favourite go-home story is Jared Polek, who was at Brisbane for only a couple of years as a high draft pick and requested that he was uh, move home because he was homesick to go back to Adelaide and went to Port Adelaide. But the other rumour was that he really hated Tom Rockcliffe. Then Tom Rockcliffe got traded to Port Adelaide and Polek went, can I go to Melbourne? <laughs> yeah, right. Do you reckon it was a direct result? Or? I'll tell you what, like, there was always rumours that something happened between him and Rockcliffe, and then Rockcliffe goes to Port, and straight away, Pollock's gone to North Melbourne. Yeah, so, right. So, I don't go. know. Gosh, all right. There you go. All right, well, moving on to Saturday now. So, St Kilda versus Suns. Did anyone catch any of this? I saw yep. a KO Mini, yep. but my favourite thing from the game, which I'm sure you guys could probably already guess if you watched it, was the Arn Anderson spine buster from Sean Lemons yeah, on Dan Butler, which I've watched a million times over. Oh, that was fantastic. 
Um, my favourite part was... Um, oh, Simo with the <laughs> videos. Get it ready to go. That was the yeah. I, I took that one because that that was a cracker because it was uh, twenty five. Like that was uh, just half before half time. Yeah. Twenty five after. Half, it was after the siren. Yeah, it was. They couldn't do yeah. anything. Yeah, twenty. Oh, what do you mean they couldn't do anything? Well, Surely the they, couldn't can pay they a still free call, kick or anything. They can't. Nah, really? that's what I mean. They can, just, they can go on for 15 minutes. Well, it's funny because they were like, oh, there's 10, 15 umpires. And it was really funny because like umpires are like super fit. Don't get me wrong. But they're all these like skinny little people like, oh, hey, go. oh, I don't. Oh, I don't do that. It, oh, I leave him alone. It's the like, best thing because, again, it was a wrestling move. Yeah. And it would have just been incredible for like – when that happens in the wrestling and all the referees and they're trying to just pull guys off the guy that's been assaulted and then, oh, no, he's got a chair. If one of the Gold Coast players had brought a steel chair out. Oh, it would have been, yeah, it would have been awesome. But <laughs> just someone off the bench runs <laughs> over with the, <laughs> but the yeah. chair. It's an interesting game. So St Kilda 63, Suns 54. But I think the weather was that good that uh, all the Gold Coast uh, locals decided to go to the beach instead of the footy. Yeah. Because it's a uh, 25,000 capacity stadium. There's only about 9,000 there. Uh, and like I said, nine th- I would have said nine. Well, yeah. St. Saint, Saint Kilda. <laughs> nine people rather yeah. than 9,000. The unfortunate yeah. thing for them. The mums of all the players. <laughs> when, when Gold Coast plays a team like Richmond or a Collingwood up there, they get a much bigger crowd. It's tourists and that it's, sort of well, thing. Well, because like a lot of expats that live up there, yeah. like they go for those, those big four Victorian sides. But St. Kilda has a very small, smaller fan base. So, yeah. Yeah. What oh. else we have from that game? I don't um, have any super coach players in this game, so I can't comment too much. Oh, yeah, uh, Sun Saints. I did. I had Jai Farrow, which um, when we get to the Western Bulldogs game will actually prove to be a bad move by me. Um, I oh. fielded Jai Farrow instead of Anthony Scott. Can you just tell me now what Scott got? Yep. Scott got. Scott got. Um, Scott ended up before scaling, um, which there's about 100 points to go. Uh, Anthony Scott, 81. Just really interesting. I benched him to get Rowe's score and Rowe got 81. Oh, that's oh But I, that, I, that helped me use Grundy as captain. I can't so. wait to talk about Rowe. Bloody, I need to apologise to him, don't yeah, I? Give yeah, give him a hug. No, I mean, he he's shorter than you. I know, but I'd never seen, him, never seen him play. And I also didn't know he was 21. I'm, I'm on his back like he's a bloody Even vet. Number 21. He looks 31. That Rowe from um, yeah. uh, Crows. Probably, yeah. I reckon he's only 21. Row from Crow. Isn't he? Well, I thought Fact he was check. An, from uh, the Crumps. He, he was mature age. Mature age is anything over 18 in the AFL. Oh, so. okay. Um, James Rowe is turning 22. So, yes, 21. Good. Right yeah. Oh. So, I sort of take it back because, buddy, how he's still I'd getting together. I never hit puberty at right. that point. Yes, I still haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd that beard come? Oh, it's stick on. Yes, it is. Um, yeah. So, uh, what I have from this game... Uh, Membry uh, started the game with 199 goals. Tim Membry. He ended the game on 199 goals uh, for his career. Ah, so poor fella, did not kick a goal. Um, what impressed me was uh, for most of the game, the commentators did say that Collins played on him, but that's factually incorrect. It was Jai Farah. He's doing all right. That was a good trade-in from you. I don't reckon many people would have him. Well, yeah, I brought him in. I'm a bit upset with the way my round's gone in that regard. Um I mean, 66 isn't bad, but when you've got 81 sitting there, it's a bit upsetting. Yeah. Um, You'll make money, though. The other thing I had is, after all these high picks for Gold Coast, whether or not you believe that the AFL gifted them picks uh, to help them out, which, I mean, they did, objectively, but whether it was because they were terrible or whatever it was because they're a new club, all this kind of stuff. 
Tuuk Miller's still their best player. And he's their Dude. most important player. Oh, he is. Um, will he get suspended, though? I saw a bump in the KO Mini that I managed to watch. Well, he didn't get... Um, he didn't get reported and it was never mentioned anywhere. Would Denny St. Kilda player end up injured? Like, were they subbed out? Um, Pull that up, Hutto. I forget who it was. No, no, no medical sub used uh, by St. Kilda and no one left the ground. Oh, okay. Um, Maybe I made that up. Yeah, I reckon you have. Um, <laughs> the one thing that St. Kilda did do, which confused me, is they brought in Mason Wood as a late-in uh, for Seb Ross, who, uh, congratulations to him, had twins. Yeah, do you know what, uh, what he On had? his birthday. Yeah, how good's that? So now there are five ki- five people in his family, including his wife and two-year-old, and three of them share a birthday. Jeez. Oh. Did he have a boy, boys, girls? Do we Don't know. know. Not oh. sure. Um, unsure. Maybe, what names, maybe, damn it? Maybe he had... Boy twins, and they're going to be the next King twins. King Ross. King Ross. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, what does Tom Highmore have to do? What does he Get have to do? Highmore, I guess. But like, <laughs> but yeah. Well, so he's got I, time because yeah. he's not getting picked. So. Yeah. Well, I did. I did write this down. Um, although Mason Wood kind of plays, I guess, a little bit more forward than what Tom Highmore does, so they are positionally different. But Mason Wood had five touches and no score. Even though he plays as a forward, is it not just better to have Tom Highmore playing who is a young kid? Yeah. Like well, a young kid is mature age, but he's like had such good form in the Sandville and good form he showed early this season. So He had 30 touches in the VFL last week. Yeah, um, He's got to be in. You, and you know what the, the problem for Highmore is? I almost broke my rule this week with the underrated MVP because I always said it had to be someone from a game that I've watched. But upon doing the watching the highlights and looking at the stats, young Wilkie from St. Kilda had a very important role. And there was a stat going that I don't know if it's ended by now, but I think he had 44 consecutive one-on-ones throughout a season that he didn't lose Yeah, as a defender. So oh. the, the issue is if you've got a defender, then he's not a tall defender. Either. If you've got a defender that's that strong one-on-one, plus your key post anyway and your small defenders around him, you're not moving that guy out of the side. Well, I was going to ask if he was a defender because good stat... From um, St Kilda, as they held GC goalless in the last quarter. Mm. Yeah, they uh, yeah, yeah okay. they fully fully took over. Yeah, so that was um, you know bloody. Old After mate. was it nearly a goalless? They had a goalless first quarter, didn't they? Goal Coast or went close to it? No, I think St Kilda. There was only one goal kicked in the first quarter, wasn't there? Yeah, well, there was only one goal kicked. They they started. He- before the Essendon game, and I think Essendon, like the Essendon GWS <laughs> game, had more goals um, at one point. They almost kicked a goal before Gold Coast and Kilda did. That's pretty funny. Um, what was what else have you got, Simon? Have you got anything Edelman else? Because I, no. I have a question for Grazzi. Yeah, no, go for it. Um, the medical sub. Yes. Now that that's a thing, obviously. Why is Alex Sexton the medical sub? Is he not their best forward? Um, I mean, Ben King probably is now, but. He has led the club goal kicking for many, many a year. Times. He always pops up kicking goals. So this is one of those things... They lost by nine points. Could they have not had Alex Sexton kicking one of those, for goal? It's one of those things that we as spectators and supporters see those statistics you mentioned and say, why isn't this guy playing? But when you're inside a club and there's coaches and they have team KPIs or they have, like, hmm. hit these targets each week, I expect this from you. I feel like Sexton 
And like Aaron Hall before him, when he played at the Gold Coast, and people were like, this guy had nine Brownlow votes in the first three rounds, and by round five was dropped. Like, what was happening? Generally, I think it's their defensive game. And I just reckon that maybe the coaches expect a little bit more from them on the defense because you see their offense and it's like, this guy's awesome. But we don't get to see the footage of like the behind the um, behind the goal camera. Yeah, like, there might be times when you see Alex Sexton might attack, try and get on the end of it, kick it behind. We might not see, he might jog, not man up a man, and they just easily walk the ball out. That might happen multiple times a game. He might not may go a couple of games without laying a tackle or even they do pressure acts and things like that that we don't necessarily see. There's like I'm, I'm not saying this is exactly what's happened, but that might explain why. Because yeah. sometimes the coaches will value that stuff more than just, oh, hey, you kicked three goals again. Which, is that right or wrong? We're not AFL coaches, so we can only say what we think. But, yeah. There's at, an explanation. At the moment, we're not, Grats. I reckon there's hope for you. I reckon you could be an AFL coach. Uh, uh, no, not an AFL coach, but... Yeah, just take... All right, boys. I what I take like a couple in your I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, that. I do enjoy being older now and we've got like young kids playing and it's nice to be able to say, next time have a go at this and it's like they listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah You yeah. do feel like a, an yeah. old man at that point. Yeah, but that, but that's, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it is good stuff. Anything else, Hud? Uh, not uh, to do with the game, but I've got my little super coach stuff if you want If you want that. Oh, I do have um, uh, Tom Papley's been overtaken for Grub of the Year. Has he? Zach Jones. Oh, right. That, oh, he's, he's just mad that his hair fell out when uh, he was Yeah, 19. I feel God. like if you're playing against him, you just see him and you're like, you're a fuckhead. But his brother's the but he's nicest probably, he guy. Might, I'm not saying he is a fuckhead. I'm just saying that he, he goes about it a bit assholey. 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 If that's a thing. Um, we going through beers soon? Yeah, yeah. We're, that's the next bit. Oh, yeah. Calm down. Jesus, alcoholic. He only wants to do it. Yeah, he's itching. He's itching yeah, over there. Yeah. Look at him. Um, <laughs> now, we did mention Tuke Miller, so I hope he doesn't get uh, uh, rubbed out because um, he's 592k next week after his little price rise because of his score. But um, he's averaging 111.60. He's a very good footballer. He's only gone under 103 times and his worst score being 78. So he could be a nice little pickup if you... Get him. He, it's 592, so it is expensive. But he also... Gives consistency in that spot. Um, Hunter Clark scored 95 Supercoach points. He played 68% of the game. Whoa, that's very good. Yeah. We'll get on to, we'll get, we will get on to someone who played less time than that and was incredible yes. when he played. Um, yeah. I think we can all agree he, on that. He wears red and black if you couldn't have guessed. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's the next game, actually. And I... I, before we get into it and before we get into the beers, I just want to set up a little precursor to this. I have raided this kid and I think he goes by the wayside because he can't kick. He's a terrible disposal of the footy, which is upsetting because when he doesn't have the footy, he's one of the best in our side. Yeah, right. In that one-on-one defensive contest, he doesn't lose them. And if he does, it's because he's 1v2, 1v3. He he doesn't lose one-on-ones. Bloody Andrew Dunkley. Oh, yeah, now there's a throwback. Yeah. And he um he got dropped and came on as a medical sub. And uh, if anyone couldn't have guessed, it was Matt Guelphy. Um, but I want to talk about his stats uh, after we talk about some beers. So, beers. I reckon we start. Simo's got a real special one for the end. Um, yep. 
Zach, uh, you had a little cheeky number to start the day, but we've limited ourselves to talking about one beer per podcast because I think it gets a little bit out of hand. So yeah. take your pick as to which one you want to talk oh, about. Oh, I was just going to quickly mention the first one, but have a better talk about the one I've just opened. Okay, so set aside 30 minutes, everyone. I think <laughs> no, we're no. going to get a bit of an essay. You TikTok. Keep, you've been saying this a few weeks and then I surprise you. So no, I just quickly started off with a uh, modus operandi uh, double dry hop stunner. Just a little pail, which was uh, a nice little pail just to start things off for the podcast. Did you purchase that because it has Stone Cold Steve Austin on the uh, Yeah, camp? well, it's a very uh, very I loose animated version of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And this guy's wearing a shirt. Well, yeah, look, it doesn't look like him. But the guy's bald, has a goatee, he's wearing a shirt, and he's wearing jean shorts. So I suppose so. Cool. Um, but I have just opened a Nomad Brewing Supersonic Red Double IPA. Comes in at 7.8%. I feel like they may have actually made this a little while ago and it's a, uh, um, you say reissue or a rebrew, whatever. But, um, yeah, so it's a red, which I think might no be, copyright strikes, when it's done well, the most underrated style of beer going around. So from now on, every week, we've got the underrated MVP. We're going to start. <laughs> um, stop bringing in underrated, underrated beer. <laughs> nah, stop. <laughs> and also, underrated I'd like to apologise because I had a Simo moment and stopped listening to you for most of that because I was thinking about Queen lyrics. Um, what <laughs> what beer did you say it was? No, no the man, style. Supersonic. Supersonic, man. Uh, red uh, double IPA. Ah, uh, yes. yes. I agree with the red IPAs. I love them. I love some malt. When you get them, mm. yeah, when you get them right. Um, and yeah, this is a very nice little tasty number um, and it's a big can too, so I'm have a very jolly end of the end of the podcast. So yeah, thanks, Nomad. Thanks. Do you, do you know uh, Nomad's actually in the uh, Sydney Northern Beaches area? Um, I believe uh, mainly Brookvale Oval area. Not sure. Um, which is also so in that area is Nomad, uh, Four Pines, uh, One Drop. Ooh. It's a nice little spot. Oh, and, um, yeah, I do. It might be way. when we finally take this on the road, I think it would be a big day for us if we head off to those sweet <laughs> Oh, jeez. We'd need to uh, yeah. get our life insurance. Uh, it's like the same as the Deeds trip. We'd need to let yeah, our well. Yeah, well, like if we, so we, if we end up back. going to Mountain Culture in Katoomba, I'm even more worried than the Deeds trip, Yeah, honestly, the way they're going with their beers. Um, right, well, because I said we're going to save Simo for later, um, I'm going to talk about mine. Now, as we mentioned last week, I went to Moondog. Um, actually, I can't remember if we mentioned it last week. I was so cooked. Oh, <laughs> uh, you mentioned it. Yeah, okay, good. Um, yeah, I went to Moondog and I picked up a little couple of little cans on my way out. So I've got one at home, which is the... Oh, uh, they're big cans, boy. Yep. Yep. All right. Oh, they are. It's a 440 mil. Don't say you picked up a couple of little cans. I don't know about this, Black man. <laughs> don't mislead the listeners. Can we have a poll? To see whether Zach needs Pol- like a Pol- like a survivor style, um, we'll have a little vote uh, wh- to see whether Zach stays or stays on the island. Oh, um, be more no. specific. Sorry, uh, Moon Dog. I got so this is one that they they just recently announced a member. Like you can sign up and it's like a little beer club, uh, much like Bridge Road Posse, uh, all that kind of stuff. So this one's the Dog Moon. Squad. It's called the Moon Doggies. Oh yeah, which is pretty good. Dog Squad. Um, yeah, so fine. this is one of the beers that they released exclusively uh, for the Moon Doggies. Now, um, unlucky to them who paid to be part of it. I actually got myself one, not part of the club. No, oh, jeez, special snuck one. Did special. you? Special. Um, it is the Moon Dog Bicky Smalls. It's a raspberry, marshmallow, and coconut East Coast IPA. Right, and it's now, it's bloody. It's everything it says it is. It's kind of like um, you know Alan's raspberries, 
have recently released uh, chocolate coated Allen's raspberries. Have they really? Yeah, Yum. it's it's something. It's, okay. It's yeah, yeah, one of the best things I've had. Uh, this is that in beer form. Yeah. Um, right, so you, nice. you, it's the chocolate raspberry, um, but with a bit of hop, and yep. I'm really really enjoying it. It's it's different because it's almost like, um, like you know how you get those candy beers and they're really really sweet. These this is quite sweet, but it's. Yeah, it's, it's a, really it's drinkable, different. but it is a lower percentage. Like, it's only 5.8. Um, so, I guess that maybe they just couldn't get the alcohol in without it being too much. Well, you gave me a little sip before, and it was very delicious. I can vouch for that. Cute. And then I let him try my beer. Hey. Oh. Um, All right. Sime, speaking of well, big, I've got, big sips. I, I've, I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have got this because it's going to be controversial. But Gabs. Oh. Gabs. We're talking Gabs. And what, what did it come? What does Gabs stand for? Just for those three that don't or know. four, I think. Yeah. Okay. Great so Australian beer survey. So there was. Is that, is that what it is? Spectacular, isn't it? Gabs, but that's oh, the but Gabs this is the Gabs. Isn't this the Gabs survey? So I thought the S just stood for survey in this. Yeah, not oh. sure. But anyway, I'll what we're, ta- I, what we're I'm talking about? I'm about to find out while you talk. We um we had the hottest 100 um beers, and we were sitting there, and we're waiting for all these beers to come out, and then it got down to single digits, and there was a beer that came out that's. It was a bit controversial. I made a few. Um, we had it before, just so everyone understands. Yes. We've had this earlier than this. Yes. This, yeah. We've had it earlier, it's but I we've had it earlier, and I had to go back because I'm like, well, I need to check if I've had it because if I have had it, I've really missed the fourth best beer in Australia, or is it third? <laughs> oh, hold on. Now I've got it. What I've got to search two things. No, it wasn't well, I've got an answer surely. to the first one actually. Um, Gabs stands for Great Australian Beer Spectacular. Oh, there you go. Because it is a beer Spatula. festival, which is actually currently going on in Sydney. Unfortunately, yeah, you couldn't get up to that. Yeah, no. um, but yeah, not the Gabs, uh, not survey. survey. Um, but I mean, it's sort of what I mean. A survey to an extent. Survey. It was a, it was a poll. Um, and the second question. Sorry to make all the listeners wait because I'm so slow at googling. Uh, four. Yeah. Four. So number four in this. Australian best beer bloody extravaganza. Hottest Number 100 four. Aussie craft beers That's of it. 2020. Larry. Yep. By Your Mates Brewing. Yep. Now, Hutto introduced me to Your Mates Brewing. Gave me a mixed four pack. Yep. Tasted them all. I'm like, I don't know if they, I don't know. It was a beer. That's all right. Anyway, so we're sitting there watching it. They come up number four. Mm. And I was, I was, on, I was that guy. I was a keyboard warrior on Instagram. I'm like, apparently, there's rumors getting around that people have. Uh, yeah, you went very um, deep dive investigation. Um, people are paying people m- for Mul- votes. Mulder and Scully. Yeah. But yeah, I did. I went pretty deep. I don't know why I was so offended, but anyway. So I thought I had the opportunity to get it again, and I thought let's let's give it another go. And it is not on. Like, it is 444, <laughs> maybe. And you've, and you've reviewed less beers than I've that. reviewed less beers than that, but I still know it'll sit at 444. Yeah. I've got no idea what happened, and every year it seems to be... It was up there last year, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, so it was fifth last year. It went yeah, up one place. so that's... I don't know what's going on, but but good good for them because they, they got it in there, and obviously they'll be selling more beers. And, I, like, you got me because I bought one again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> questionable tactics, though. I think yeah, questionable tactics. We do tactics. need to look into this. Uh, maybe we need to get gaps. Yeah, but anyway, I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to go get another stuff. beer to wash that. Yeah, um, I... 
uh, had something to say about that and have forgotten. So you had a 444th on your list, you reckon? Yeah, and I've only ha- I've only um, <laughs> rated 260, I think. Look, yeah, we, we, we don't like to be haters. But no. at the end of the day, we drink so many beers and we like to think we have a bit of a... We have a, a, our finger on the pulse of what is... What's trending of like what what we think is a good beer and what other people think is a good beer. And it's, it's rare that you'd have one and think, oh, this is horrible and everyone loves it or vice versa. But... Um, well, I know, look, I know look, a lot of people that don't rate this beer and it's still coming forth. So as you mentioned, yeah. what's going on for it to be rated so highly? But it could be it could be a gateway beer. People have this and go, oh, this is craft beer. I might try something else. Well, so that's it. Like, like, it's, not, it's not a well-known brewery either, yeah. which is the other thing. Like, it's not like people that don't like craft beer may have heard of like Ben Spoke, which came first with their crankshaft. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, no, no one's heard of it. Um, yeah, so if... For the people that follow us on Instagram, was that much like um, my Jack Lacocious take um, where I was like, maybe Jack Lacocious is right-footed? And it's like, no, Jack is wrong. You're saying maybe Larry is a good beer. No, it's the voters who are wrong. Yeah, so well, it's like th- in yes, the hottest 100 yes, on Triple absolutely. J. I mean, you get to the top 10, it's like a big batting collapse by the time it gets to the end. Yeah, well, anyway, righto. Well, keep going because we're pretty, pretty deep into this and we've got a fair bit of footy to go. So... Hutto, pressure or not pressure's on you, but I reckon you'll be pretty fired up about this one. So yep. Essendon, one hundred five, GWS one hundred seven. So just we don't, before, we don't, at least we can just talk about the game and not the decision at the end. We've no, yeah, no, so, we've already talked about so that. Just before you get started, so this is the third game of the year that the Bombers have lost by three points or less. Yep. Sydney, Hawthorne, and now GWS. One two, one, two, three points as well. Yeah, goodness. Isn't that crazy? So I got a Snapchat of Hutto standing an inch from the TV, looking pretty stressed. What can you tell us? Um, I can tell you that I didn't want to be a part of it um, for a large majority of the game. And then Essendon, as they always do, go, oh, no, actually, we're not the worst team in the comp. <laughs> and so we're... Essendon are not the best. No, no, they're not the best. Um, But... Uh, yeah, I was getting involved, as you do when your team's two points down. It's it's something that could, like, I mean, you, you want you, you want to see your team win. Listen, I as would give as anything I'm, for my team to be two points down in a well, game. Well, yeah, like, you being a Hawthorne fan, I, like, we're in a similar boat where it's where we are resigned to the fact that our teams are not going to have a good year. We're going to be kind of bottom five, but that there's a silver lining in that. We are going to get a nice nice pick. Yeah, um, and you've already, you're, you're playing forward. your kids. Yeah, like the kids are and playing, playing, and that's well. that's why I think we're in a little bit of a better position than Hawthorne. Their their current like DGB still get, hasn't I'll, popped up yet. I'll get to that. I'll get to that a bit later. Um, but that. our yeah. young kids are not only playing; they're playing insanely good footy. Um, the commentary team actually did say that you you have people come in and you're like you just want players that you can see you're going to be um, lifers as they say at the club, um, they stick around. But um, they said after six games from Artie Perkins, Nick Cox and Harrison Jones, you can tell they are 10-year players. Yep, they've been really good. Um, and it's funny that you actually mentioned, because I mentioned Emerson Jecker after one game, it's like bust, uh, didn't have a good game today again. But um, you mentioned, oh, well, Harry Jones is kind of that. Harry Jones has now kicked five goals in two games. And I'm willing to say that Harry Jones is our key forward of the future. Oh, no, no, I was, I was standing up for Harry Jones because you weren't. Yeah, no, I, I was a bit out. But I think he's now found his... He's actually the only Essendon forward that leads out of the square and actually yeah. leads towards the footy because Kyle Hooker can't move, yeah. so he's not doing it. And I don't think he's 
He's never jumped. He's very like he doesn't he's jump lean and He's quite mobile. I think. Yeah. Do you know what I think? Actually, let's take Emerson Jecker out of it. I'm actually going to enjoy over the next few years to watch uh, Harrison Jones versus Kaziski if we're talking about Essendon and Hawthorne because yeah. I think they're quite similar. They can take a good mark. They're both tall, lean, yeah. mobile, get up the ground. Well, I'm actually a lot more involved. I think Archie Perkins is the pick of the bunch um, so far. I mean, Zach Reed has only played one game. Well, he's he X, looked quite he's nice. X factor. I mean, Cox's X factor is 200 centimeter wingman. But, but um, yeah, so that that's kind of my little uh, Essendon rant. Um, I will kind of talk about uh, Guelphie at the end of it because I think what he did was, it must be mentioned. Yep. Um, what I do have, uh, uh, GWS, um, this is this is more of a point on Essendon and where I think we're going, which I'm really happy with. GWS with, uh, so around the footy, let's just take their probably top five mids. Uh, Hopper, Tom Green, Taranto, J- Josh Kelly, and Callan Ward. They only won the clearances by five. Which I'm really impressed with because at, at some points we had... So we had um, Pidge, uh, Eddie McGrath, we had Zach Merritt, Darcy Parrish in there. Kyle Langford popped in for a bit. Uh, Eddie kicked three goals. Yeah, he did. And I mean, I'd the give last one for was really nice. Kick goals. Yeah, Kyle Langford's actually playing really nice, which is funny because in the first half I was like, geez, Kyle Langford's going to do... A lot. He's going to have to do well to keep his spot. <laughs> God, I ate my words. Um, Sam Taylor has to be considered as one of the best-marking defenders. I wish I saw he, more GWS games. Yeah, he, I was like, oh, he saved the game a full for back them. Spot the new MVP team for him. Yeah, he saved. Um, he saved them two or three times towards the end of the last quarter, um, where we definitely could have kicked a goal from a mark. Um, the other thing I had, Syme. Um, now that Zach's gone, because he's always sick apparently these days. Yeah, why is he? Not What's sure. his immune system like? Not Jesus. sure. Might have to look into it. Might have to um, do some tests. This is something yeah, for... one-year-old who goes to daycare. This is, so, three weeks in a row, Essendon have scored over 100 points. Mm-hmm. Now, before those three weeks, I think every football fan was like, how will Essendon score points? Because their forward line sucks. They've answered those questions. No, I don't think your forward line sucks at all. Well, they, they're so off and on. And I think they've found some consistency now. But the biggest thing I had from that game yesterday... Um, our, the reason we're losing games, we've kicked three games where we scored 100 points and only won one of them, is that Essendon's back six, named back six um, on the team sheet yesterday, had one player that we brought in as a defender. Jordan Ridley. Ah, uh, yes. The other back six that we had were Jaden Laverde, started his Essendon career as a forward. James Stewart also did the same. Uh, Aaron Francis was actually brought in um, to play forward and then got moved down back quite early. Um, Dyson Hebel came in as a midfielder. midfielder and Nick Hind, when he played at Essendon, played at half forward, went to St Kilda, played half forward. So other, other way around, but I know what you mean. Oh, you mean at Essendon VFL he played half Yeah, back. yeah. Sorry, yeah, he went to St Kilda saying, No, he started forward. Essendon yeah. um, for their VFL. He may not have known that. that he did start with Essendon yeah. VFL. Too. But what is interesting is that if we those guys look really good, Jaden Laverde took one of the best offensive marks I've seen in a long time. I did see that. Um, so I'm not worried. We lost by two points to GWS, who are on a bit of a hot streak at the moment as well. Um, but yeah, do you guys have any any more on that before I get on to Mac Welfy and then also the little Supercoach tidbits? I have two little little tidbits that aren't yep. too serious. Even might have some more serious ones. Um, Jeremy, F- you want a grub, Simon? 
Yeah, Finlayson. Jeremy Fit. You did, I didn't even say Finlay. Did I say uh, Finlayson? You said Jeremy, F- and I was like, he's a fuckhead. Ah, Finlayson <laughs> looks <laughs> like an eighties high school movie villain. Yeah. Or he looks like he could play a bad guy in a live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Yeah. yeah right. We, fuck me. He looks like a human rat, like a tall yeah. rat. Do you know what's funny is we we know someone that he guy. he may have slipped into the DMs of someone we know. Um, <laughs> Which is hilarious because I also saw on Facebook that he blocked someone, um, an Essendon fan, who he slipped into the DMs of. Uh. So he's just out here trying to find a girl that grub wants on a and part off of the field. Uh. Grub on and off no the field. No one wants a bar right, of right, Jeremy right. Finlayson. No, it's not very good. And the, the other little thing I had um, is a guy playing for GWS. His name's Zach Sproul. Oh, I ha- yeah, local. Good. Okay, so Simo's got something. I've got something on Zach Sproul. So Zach Sproul is local. He's got some He's, he's local. He's from, uh, I hope you're listening, Zach. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I have a little story about Zach Sproul just quickly. Um, years ago, I think it's about 2015. I was, oh, oh. No, I've just got a question. Is it about Zach Sproul or is it more Zach, Zach Sproul is an addition to the story of Zach Grattan? No. Well, no, it involves both of us, but oh, hang on. Of course on. it does. No, well, hang on. You'll get it. Um, so, 2015, I'm, walk, I'm walking the dog on a Friday afternoon, as I, as I always do, the family dog. And uh, I find a bank card on the ground and it's got the name Zach Sproul on it. Someone I've never heard of. Um, that bank card would be worth something. And know? I thought, oh, okay, interesting. So I'm like, someone's lost their bank card. So I'll, when I finish this walk, I'm going to Facebook this person because you can do that now and I'll tell them. Found him. I was like, g'day, Zach. Uh, same name. No, I didn't say this, but I'm same also name. Zach. One of the chances, anyway. Hi, Zach. Um, I'm Zach. Yeah, Where's I'm Zach? Zach. Uh, um, Anyway, I found your bank card, mate, if you've lost it. And he's like, oh, geez, thanks, mate. That's been cancelled. But I'm like, oh, yeah, well, anyway, um, no, no harm done. But I thought I found just thought I'd let you know just in case you were looking for it. Next, Now it's a country footy story. Next day, literally the next day, when I was in my North Aubrey days, yeah. line up out there, who's playing full forward in the opposition? Mr. Zach Sproul. There you go. Now, the coincidence of it being another Zach, the coincidence of it being someone I'd never heard of, and then the next day... Literally playing against them. Well, there you go. Anyway, so I followed his journey. I'm glad he's playing AFL at the top level, kicking a couple of goals. Good well, on him. I've got a perfect. Was that the day that it was like fork in the road, like Zach Sproul went AFL, Zach went Hume League? Um, <laughs> I have played far more Hume League senior games than he's played AFL games, so I'd say I'm winning. <laughs> yeah, but he's sure. been paid more though. Yes. Um, yeah, but the money's relative he to probably enjoyment. plays Neeful as well. Um. Or VFL now. The now defunct Neeful. So, yeah. So, I, I too have a Zach Sproul story. Oh, this is fantastic. What? So, I'm not too sure if you caught it. Um, so, after the after the win, he's, he's a recruitment player. He's played his third game, is it something like that, for the season? And, and he played really well. Uh, second game for the year, but second I game think third game in his career. Yeah, in his career. So, he's pretty pumped. Anyway, he's, he's copping an interview after. And they cu- they they're in Sydney. COVID protocols at the moment. They can't sing can't sing the song. So Zach takes it upon himself. He goes, "Oh, you know, I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, we can't sing the song. So yeah, I'm gonna have to, you know, celebrate on my own." And he proceeds to open up his Gatorade and uh, give himself a Gatorade bath uh. straight over his head on live TV. It was pretty <laughs> awkward. And then Not he sure went and then he went back for more. But the interesting part now, after Zach's told his story, is um, you know. Zach uh, Sproul gave uh, Grazzi a bath that day, probably. <laughs> and yep. then he gave himself a bath 
um, after the win. Unlocked. It was pretty awkward. You should Life look it up. goes full circle. Yes, sometimes. it does. Um, and I had one last stat. You kick seven that day, not on me. Oh, there you go. I had one last stat for Essendon, but I realised it's a stupid... Um, I thought, oh, this is insightful, but it's not, and I'll tell you why. So if Essendon won those games that they'd lost by three points or less, they'd now be fifth. Ooh. But I'll tell you why it's not very insightful because it's like because they're fucking not no because <laughs> yeah but like if but they had a won all eight games yeah, they'd be yeah, first exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking that's what I was thinking like oh hang on if they won all of the games they would be first yeah so, it's like yeah anyway, but they, yeah anyway um, sorry about that guys. before yeah so before we go I just wanted to say with Mac Welfie so this is pretty interesting um I did message Zach this it's it's just insane stuff so. I don't have the stats on me. Oh, actually, no, I do. I lied. Uh, so he came in at three-quarter time for an injured Jake Stringer. He had eight touches, two marks, six tackles, a goal, 233 metres gained, and three contested possessions, two clearances in a quarter of footy. I'm impressed with that. Um, so he led our team for tackles. Does that say more about him or the rest of the team? Yeah. It was a free-flowing game. Yeah. He... I think it says more about him because only Tim Taranto with eight tackles had more in the game. Can I just quickly... Sorry, we'll go back to Guelphie in one second. Um, for anyone who was like, no, I don't trust Tim Taranto. He's not a super coach premium. Yeah. Suck a dick. Yeah, I agree. Suck one. Suck He's averaging like 105 or something. The Tarantula. Yeah. Is yeah. it actually his name? Can we confirm that? Pre- that I've heard name? him referred to as the Tarantula before. Yeah, it should be. Um, I just call him Timmy T. To be the honest. final one I had on Guelph was only seven Essendon players had more metres gained. Yeah. And all those players played the whole very, game. Very, very impressive. Um, yep. so he'll, First picked every week from now on. He's got his spot back in the team and I feel justified in my love of Matt Guelphie. Yeah. Um, now... We'll wrap this one up. Taranto, 126. Josh Kelly, uh, very nice, 111. He's he, back he, in pod form. He kicked two goals. Um, they both actually, uh, Taranto kicked one, so they both hit the scoreboard. Uh, Merritt in game 150 had a uh, game high 131, uh, which was yep. really nice to see from him. Having um, Taranto and Merritt in the midfield has helped my Hopefully Merritt resigns. That's that's my dream for the year. Just get him on board. Uh, need him in an Essendon jumper next year. Now, sign. Yeah, well, speaking of re-signing, I've got someone else who who should re-sign. So, re-sign the, or resign? No, re-sign. So, yep. in the context of the next game, talking, we're talking Collingwood v North Melbourne. So, Collingwood ninety four, North Melbourne seventy six. Good on them. So, yeah, they were in this most of the game. But I would I would say good on them. But you know who needs to re-sign? Boomer, get back, Boomer Harvey. I don't yeah. care if he's a hundred years old. He's better <laughs> than the. He's better than the blokes out there at the moment. They are a young team. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're copping it for, like, whether their draft picks were right and their list is right. But, you know, they're trying their best. But, look, they tried to take him going bowling and all that sort of stuff. They tried the breathing the, the Tasmanian air. And now just get Boomer back, I think, is what you need to do. I've, um, Triple B, bring Boomer back. Bring Boomer back. I've got a little... We're going to have a new whipping boy on this podcast after I tell you guys this. Okay. Now, uh, we love a barrel. Yes. Unfortunately, we haven't seen as many... We've seen some attempted barrels. We haven't seen as many good barrels in the last couple of weeks since Mitch Duncan perfected it. But um, a couple of years ago, Jaden Stevenson kicked one from about 65 out. Yeah. Just a beautiful goal. Now, I was never aware of this. He did an interview after that. And he said, oh, I wish you'd call, call it a torpedo. Really not a fan of that term barrel. Ugh. Okay. Jaden Stevenson. Okay. I hate that guy. 
You know what? I hope your team doesn't win a game for the rest of the year. Your dog? No, look. Go on, Jaden. Get around it. Barrel? This is the Border Barrels podcast. We couldn't call it the Border Torpedoes. That doesn't sound right. We could could have called it Twin City Torpedoes, to be fair. But, uh, no. Do better, Jaden. No, we couldn't have. I think it's a a bit of a weird thing, like... Oh, please call it a torpedo. Like, yeah. uh, well, who cares? It's a, whatever. We are in the but era of... Um, <laughs> yes, PC and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, I'll, I'll Finish your thought. Oh, sorry. Offensiveness. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. um, I will cut in and I'll say, speaking of barrels, so we've had a listener send us a barrel. <gasps> Have we? So Scott from Melbourne, thank you very much for sending us in this barrel. Thanks, Scott. Now, you may have seen this. It did go viral. Old mate. Uh, have you seen that one? Oh, well, it's obviously not. It's no, not the start of the video. No, can I turn the brightness up on your phone? Oh, Simo's... Yeah, I don't know how. The Simly Lit Life yeah. uh, oh. has a Simly Lit phone, which should be a surprise to nobody. So I absolutely love that someone sent this in because I hadn't seen it. And That's I was an very incredible excited. barrel. It is, isn't it? Why is, is that to guy win the game? have such weird dimensions as a human? Yeah, I don't know. Mate, he's, a, he's a local country but footy ultimate resi, that guy. No, but he's, he's not even an ultimate resi. He's built like, for he barrels. He fit enough, but he looks like a barrel. He's like a barrel <laughs> boy. The yeah, barrel, boys. barrel boy. Yeah, bloody oath. That's that's. Have something. a look at that one. That but is I, something. I'm very excited about that. So thank you for sending number that fifty-four. In. I could have guessed his hairline would have been receding. Yeah, that's all right. But he's dubbed it from fifty-five on the boundary to win the game. That's a cracker. That is. Really Why are good. his legs I so short? Oh, I don't know. oh who, who cares? He's got the barrel. That's yeah, it. That's but yeah, true. thank you, Scott, for sending yeah. that in. If there's anyone else that has barrels or anything they want us to comment on, send it in. So yeah. the other things I had on this game is. There's also something sweeping both of these teams and, uh, you know, we're all affected by the pandemic. But the pandemic is affecting these two teams in another way. Poor performances. They all suck. They all suck. Bloody Dugowie took some goey and bloody nah, kick six. I'm, I'm on, like everyone... Like, I'm not saying I'm on him, I'm just saying no, it no, happened. No, 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 but everyone, everyone, I wrote this down, everyone that... Um, suggested that Lee Matthews was wrong about Dugowie being uh, Dusty Shoelaces kick six against North Melbourne. But is he not yes, even fit enough exactly. to be Shoelaces? Was that what oh, whatever it was? It's it, it's North Melbourne. Yeah, kick six goals against a team that isn't eighteenth. Yeah, I th- I think um if does anyone else have anything on this game? We're going to keep moving. One, li- one little thing, we'll keep moving, but just yeah. quickly, um, Cam Zohar, I think he should now be called Miley. Because he comes in like a fucking wrecking ball. Yeah, yeah. It's not the first time he's come in just to tackle someone front on. The ball is long gone and through his tackle, clobbered the bloke and himself and knocked someone out. But Jordan, um, Jordan Ruffhead is Jordan. Yeah. Yep. Uh, done for the day. Just yeah. because uh, Cam Zohar was too keen to do a tackle and it's not the first time he's done it. Learning too much from his captain, Jack Siebel, who used to do the same thing. I said that this game was basically like the warm-up game before the game. It's like the if Ozkick was before the real game. That was before Hawthorne on West Coast took the field today, though. Yeah. Um, the other thing I had was the highlight of the game was the poor young kid who caught oh. the footy in the mouth. <laughs> I had that Have too. you seen this? I've got this oh, video. I actually recorded play. this because... Um, he, I didn't want to make mention of it. Like I didn't want to put it up on the Instagram because he's just out of shot. Um, but if I can just give this to you, Zach. Oh, I've uh, not seen this. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, I've seen um, this. Poor little fella. Goes so in. the ball's gone out of bounds. A young fella's gone to kick it back in and from about a metre away, he's kicked someone right in the bridge of the nose. Oh, I love those things from the crowd. That's not as good as the one that's gone viral that everyone might have seen where... The kid gets the, raised to the, the heavens. The dad lifts the kid up to mark the ball who's too young to mark anything more than a tennis ball. <laughs> it gets absolutely clobbered. And I think the last we heard, um, 
his condition has been lowered from critical to serious. Um, and it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, they've just been able to remove the feeding tube, and I think he's uh, nearly onto a straw, that young child. So he's in the Royal Children's in Adelaide, so we wish him well. Now, is that a genuine thing? No, but it was pretty good Falcon. <laughs> oh, jeez. I was thinking, good God. Um, I thought I was going to have to adopt this kid because he would have been taken off his parents. If yeah, that I, was more worried. I was more worried about how he's going to get a job when he's 18 with the Sharon tattooed across his forehead. Yeah, that's it. Well, <laughs> no, nah, that was I did get that one too. That Equal opportunity. Pick up. That was a good pick-up, Hutto. Good stuff. Well, we'll go to the next game. And it was a it was a bloody exciting one. Melbourne, 67. South Melbourne, 58. Now, this... South Melbourne. South, I love that. Love this. This is... Love this for you, son. No. This is how you have a low-scoring game be super entertaining. For people that just think goals make an entertaining game of football, this was great to watch. It was. So Melbourne still undefeated and um, peaking. Uh, speaking. 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 Speaking of uh, grub sport, uh, old Pap copped a... In the first minute? Yes, he did. And I oh, ha- yeah, he audibly yelled fuck. And, oh, well, hang on. Sorry hang on. if I ruined it. <laughs> no, you haven't. Um, oh, did I take it? I thought I had a screen grab. Bloody, I don't think I do. him holding his nuts. That's so disappointing. D's nuts. Um, Oh, no. Oh, no. I know where it was. Anyway, keep talking. I'll get it. Tommy P's nuts. Uh, My just quick thing from this game probably is probably moving a bit far ahead with the result and everything and who played well. But um, Christian Salem has maybe become my favourite player to watch in the AFL. Yeah, right. He's not not the flashy sort of player, which most people would say is the reason why someone's their favourite. But he's so clean with a footy. Every time he's got the ball, if I was a Melbourne supporter, I'd just be like, oh, well, he'll hit a target. Don't even worry yeah. about it. He's Is smart. He he's con- yep. <laughs> Is yep. He? He's consistent. Yes. Uh, Go on the I lefties. Just, Jack Lukosha, shout I, out. <laughs> I just love what he's been doing for that team. And there were people like thinking that maybe, oh, like would Melbourne move him on at the end of the year? Like he's a top top 10 draft pick in a big draft. Like should he have really... Um, has he really done enough? And yeah, he's done enough. Yeah, he's been fantastic. He is icing on the cake of how good Melbourne's going, but he's one of their best players. Five, well, yeah, right. he's definitely done enough because the one thing he did was sign a contract for five years. Ooh. If you're a footy player with that sort of... Uh, um, and then he was outdone two time. weeks later by Petrarca. Um, maybe they added a year for every week it took him to sign after Salem because he maybe. got a big seven years. Maybe Melbourne should just sign guys whose first name is Christian. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what we're going to do. Like my terrible Photoshopping skills, we could do a little poster, the Christians, and it's them in their traditional um, Catholic robes. With the tagline, the (laughs) demons need more Christians. How good. Well, I did find that, if anyone's interested, uh, Pap took the knock early. This is what it did sound like. (laughs) 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 Uh, Cop that, Pap, you dog. Oh god! Anyway, that was, that was pretty funny. Sorry, it took me. So I should have had that prepared. Um, other notes I have: Tom McDonald had an absolute blinder. T Mac is back. T Mac is back. Well, T Mac is back, but forward. Yep. Yeah. yeah so but he, he kind of came in as a forward. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I, the, I like believe the, he's a renowned. He plays the, in the back line. The he's game, come up he is a game. swing. Do you remember the game oh, that made okay, him? Right. Everyone kind of found out about Tom McDonald was he was playing back and they swung him forward against the West Coast and he kicked a bicycle kick goal to win the game and the traditional look That's of him right. just pointing back. This was before the 666 days. He's running back yeah. and he's like, everyone except Max Gorn in the ruck, if you're not in the backwards 50, I'll fucking find you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough. No, good <laughs> on him. celebrate, just sprinted yeah. and pointed. Yeah, he's just like, get back! 
Yeah, but because I'm T Mac. Yeah, but it's a yeah. Get back because I'm T Mac. I was really, I was really interested to hear that point that he does normally play in the back line, but it's like they've created their own key forward. Um, but he's got some good size about him. He can kick a footy pretty straight. He can mark a ball mm. in the wet, just grabbing the. It's so funny because last year. Like it was like, oh, he's donezo. Like they they were actively trying to trade him, and no team wanted him. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. It was a bit of a. And now he's actually story. playing quite well. I tell you well, what, they expected Wiedemann to basically be their key forward. Well, I think but the rumors are that Wiedemann's on. The, he people are looking at him as a possible yeah. pickup um, from Melbourne. Um, actually, it, the funny thing is, I think I was more impressed by Sydney. Yeah, okay, yeah, they were good. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, because everything, all the notes I wrote down, um, as I'm reading them now, pertain to Sydney. Aside from um, James Harlem's having 21 contested yeah. possessions and in his um, first game back. May I ask, um, having a look at your notes, um, Buddy wouldn't be in your notes, nah, because he didn't exist. Yeah. He's gone missing. He's going to end up on the milk carton. Do you know they Buddy gave play? Stephen Buddy May? May he sucked. On, apparently, they gave Stephen May best on ground hmm. in the um, the after game, whatever it was. I was, I was in bed already. The after uh, the after game. But that's how good Buddy Franklin is. If you can keep him quiet, you're best on. Yeah, interesting. Um, I think Buddy's keeping himself quiet, to be honest. Having so a look at him play lately, he's Buddy. Yeah. I don't know. He can't. He can't kick. Or what's um, can't bowl, can't throw. That's yeah. pretty much what's going on for Buddy at the moment. It is. Um, but I did have that Mills uh, played. He was massive against Petrarca. He kind of ran with him for a lot of the game. But himself, he had 33 touches, 10 tackles, and a goal. Um, the big one I had uh, from Sydney um, as a team, so coming into the game, they averaged 60.1 tackles per game. Last night, they had 92. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. So it doesn't quite crack the top 20 tackles in a game ever, but it's only uh, 13 off. Interesting. before you move on from Petrarca, sorry, this is something funny my nan told me this afternoon. Yeah. She said, do you know who my favourite player to watch in the AFL is right now? And I was like, oh, can you narrow it down to a team? She's like, Melbourne. I was like, oh, she's like, yeah, that um, Petrasso. Petrasso. Yeah, well, there you yeah. go. Yeah, <laughs> well, I no, mean, he's he of Italian descent, I would assume, Petrarca. Yeah. But Petrasso is a lot more Italian, so maybe he needs to think about changing it. Yeah. Um, the other one I had, uh, every statistical category listed by the AFL uh, on the afl.com.au website uh, was won by Sydney except for hitouts. Now, that is a sign of a team having a red-hot crack and also the sign of a team in Melbourne being so good right now they can lose every statistical category and, and just still win. get the four points. Yep. Yeah, and Sydney actually had more scoring shots, couldn't convert. Um, but one for you, Simon. Nice little trade for you. Uh, Tom Hickey, second game back, had 102 tonight, oh. 110 last week, and he's still at a little bit of affordable price, especially considering he could come in as a top five ruck at the end of the year. Yeah. Easy. So um, I think I bloody love him. Tom I, Hickey might be a choice. I reckon. For you. I reckon Tom Hickey might be my favourite player for Sydney. I've gone off Heaney. Uh, I, reckon, well, I, mean, I like Hickey. Heaney played awful last week and got he was injured this week. Yeah, so no, bloody no. You got to have a player. You got to have a favourite player that actually no gets way. on the field. I've got a question. Yes, Brown, Ben Brown used to play for North. Proof. Okay, same guy. No yep. worries. He's bloody good. If there's two blokes that look exactly like him. Well, uh, I thought they, they might have used the same yeah, hair crimper. Yeah, no, there is. He's just the villain in The Simpsons. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Um, Pap, after he copped his... Oh, fuck. Um, kicked a great goal. He kicked a great goal. Oh, I tried to find the stat, but no one else... No one had it, and I didn't. I couldn't... Didn't have the time to go back and check. I'd love to know how many goals from set shots versus snaps. 
Oh yeah, in he, the whole comp or him? Just him. I reckon. I don't know if he's ever scored a goal from a set shot. <laughs> I reckon he's just caught, scored him from so in, scraps and in snaps. In play set shots versus, so sorry, in play snaps versus set shots. Yes. Not counting set shots that are snaps. Yeah, but I. Well, see, no, that doesn't count. Oh, that's okay. that's <laughs> interesting. But anyway, I don't have the stats, so who cares? We'll yeah. just keep moving. Old snappy, scrappy, the, pappy. I thought it was going to be. <laughs> The most goals kicked via a snap after audibly saying fuck on national television. No, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like it would hurt. Rib tickler. Right, are we happy to move on? Have you got some super coach points? Nah, I had the Tom Hickey and Clary got 125. He only had 10 clearances. Which also, just quickly, high, we all brought in Stephen May. A lot of people this week. He got yep. 77. 77, yep. We'll take that. That's yep. an okay score. We'll take it because he played a shutdown role. Yeah. Yeah. So if and he's getting 77 in a shutdown role, he's getting a lot of that from spoils. Well, I don't think he'll do that going forward. Um, I just don't think he'll play that role because, yeah, Jake Lever was shit house too, by oh. the way. He had 35, super coach. Oh, yeah. What was his lowest score? Um, anyway, showdown. Yes, showdown. the big showdown. Adelaide, 38. Port, 87. So, I've done that back to Adelaide front. did not clear the 39 points. Now, whoa! Oh! Well done, Grazzi. There you go. So, North Melbourne. Go North. North Melbourne have scored 39 on two occasions. Two occasions? Yes. And that was the lo- they were the lowest scores that had, that had bloody occurred. And then Adelaide come in 38. So, mm. now, how did that happen? So, I know how it happened. Tex didn't have a touch till the 16th minute of the second half. Ooh. Bloody hopeless. And they didn't have any support. Oh, what's happened with that? Like, there was just Port, it was Port Adelaide supporters. It's like they were at the gate like, you can't come in. You follow Adelaide. Get well, out of here. It was at the Adelaide Oval. I thought it would have yeah, been 50-50. No, so I, th- I think they would probably work it so it's fair for the clubs that if Port Adelaide have the home game, they would probably get 75% to sell to their members. Yeah, you like you would get an X game. amount of tickets to sell to your members because it's your home game, and then in the reverse fixture, Adelaide would get yeah, the most well, tickets. It, it, well, it looked like ninety nine percent bloody Port Adelaide versus one percent, and but a, Port Adelaide traditionally fill up Adelaide Oval when they're there. Okay, they have yeah. a really cool atmosphere. It's like um, it's very soccer. Like they play in um, excess. they play in excess at the start, and everyone's there like doing the. Similar to You'll Never Walk Alone, yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, that's cool. I'll argue that kind it's of stuff. way better than the soccer one. You're a fucking idiot. I mean, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I barely even seen the soccer one. Uh, I hear go. it compared all the time. You're cooked. But, um, uh, yeah. but yeah, um, I, before we get statistically, I want to know, what the fuck is the go with this prison bar shit? Oh, I've oh, got that. Yes. Because I, I get it that like it's historical. They want to wear this jersey. My point is, why is Eddie so upset? Okay. He's not even anything to do with Collingwood anymore, so, for one. Yeah, for and two, he's a proven racist. No one <laughs> listened to yes. Eddie Maguire, yes. please. So, so, it's heavier so, each week. So let's wind it back. So let's wind it back. So he Port, also bashes Port, babies. Oh. No, so, so Port Adelaide, also their original jersey was similar to the Collingwood they were the Port Adelaide Magpies. Oh, okay. Port, right. And then they came into the comp and they had to change to something else because it was Magpies already. Okay. Did they relocate from Melbourne? No, no, no. They've always been... They've been the most successful football franchise in... Can you Google Port Adelaide Premierships? Because I think it's the most in any league in any yeah, uh, right. competition in Australia. I'm really glad you asked this question, Hutto, because I had it here and I've got no idea what's going Maybe on. Maybe Port Adelaide Sandful Premierships. Oh. 
Oh, sorry, I did a really big fart. Just quickly oh. while Hutto's Googling <laughs> that. <laughs> sorry. I thought dinner smelled good. Just but quickly while Hutto's Googling that. Um, underrated MVP. Oh. Slotting in on the wing. Yeah. Mr. Carl Amon. Oh. Now. He's left footed. He is. He's flying under the radar a little he's bit. He's the best kick in the comp. And I think he's become nearly the best pure wingman in the game along with this season. Gaff's been down a little bit along with Ed Langdon from Melbourne. He's been um, good. What do you mean down? No, Gaff. Oh, he's saying Ed Gaff's Langdon been down a little and Carl Amon. No, I, think Ed, I think Ed Langdon and Carl Amon are the best pure wings in the comp this season. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Amon last night, 27 touches. Um, I think he had six tackles, which is impressive for a wingman. Uh, team high... Meters gained, um, 74% disposal efficiency, um, yep. and he has slotted into the wing of the underrated MVP. Very sad for me. A couple of years ago, he was linked to Hawthorne in the trade period, and apparently we didn't pursue it hard enough. So he stayed at Port, and fucking look at him now. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Bloody got that in there. What have you got in... <laughs> Sorry. But any other feedback? Uh, no, well, you didn't forget. You didn't forget nah, didn't this week. Feedback. That's all in there. But um, what have we got? Hutto, what are you looking up? What do you got on it? Port Adelaide Sandville Premierships. Yep. Yeah, so 36. 30 <laughs> s- bloody hell. <laughs> from, from 1884 to 1999, they've won 36 Sandville Premierships. Right. One, one AFL Premiership in the uh, mighty year of 2004. Uh, and whatever this Championships of Australia situation is, they have oh. four of them. Uh, 1890, 1910, 1913, and 1914. Yeah. Now, so footy's been going a while. This is a pretty interesting league... Name, uh, I don't think they get away with it uh, now. Uh, so in 1916 and 1917, uh, Port Adelaide were back to back premiers of the South Australian Patriotic League. Yeah, okay. Oh, so, enough. Patriots, that's in America, they're not keen on the old pa- Patriots, has a negative connotation. Yeah, fair enough. Um, These days, yes. Yeah. Because if you're patriotic, you're. Storm the Capitol building. Yeah, you stormed the Capitol building. You were wearing red, son. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to all our Texas listeners. Oh. Which of oh, those which we have. <laughs> our te- oh, listeners are going to go oh, so no. far down. So there's, they there's haven't listened this far in this one. No, they haven't. They haven't at all. Because this is bloody, it's now 20 in or something. We got I, oh, I think they switched but, it off when you said that Eddie Maguire bashes babies. That's right. But so How that's, dare, no, no, no. How dare you say that about Eddie? But, but that Poor re- Eddie. But that reminds me. So let's get back to the prison bar thing. So that's a crock of shit. So what is the reason? Because like, oh, because Collingwood, Collingwood wear it. Yeah, but Collingwood had it originally. Yeah, but like, they also had it as well. So who cares? I reckon if, unless they're playing each other. Fair enough. I can't tell who's fucking who. But other than that, shut the hell up. Yeah, but like, I you can't tell who's fucking who. North Melbourne played in the white and blue stripes yesterday, and then Collingwood were there in the white and black. It's like they're the same person. Yeah, they're the, they're the we same still things. had black and white television. Good fucking luck in that one. Yeah, good call, Grazie. That is a good call. My my thing is maybe we determine it by whoever's higher on the ladder. Yeah, like <laughs> if you're maybe. more successful, you get to wear the well, jersey. That's, you nah, want. that's like a, that's like a conference in AFL, but it's just between two teams. Whoever's higher wears the black and. Yeah, like, like what a Collingwood. Like fuck Collingwood off. They're seventeenth. They played the Gold Coast yesterday, and you said they had the worst crowd they've had in their in no, that years. Yeah, last week. Yeah, last week. No, she killed to play Gold Coast on the weekend. I'm saying last week. Last week. Yeah. Last oh, week. Yeah. yeah. Keep yeah. up, chief. Oh. Um, oh. So Collingwood are on the way. No one gives a fuck about Collingwood anymore. Yeah, but still, I I think if we were to if to actually settle it. As far as like you can't go, and no one gives a fuck about Collingwood anymore. But like they were both well, the mag, but no, that's fair enough. I don't <laughs> don't disagree. 
but they were both the Magpies. So if they want to wear the jersey, who gives a shit? And I, I'm really disappointed that whoever listened to one bloke saying, oh, oh the Magpies. Like, is he going to turn up to a local footy game? Who's a, is there a Magpies around here? Yeah, Wang Magpies. Yeah, Wang. Is Murray, Murray, Murray Magpies. Yeah, righto. So is Eddie going to turn up and go, take that fucking jersey off? <laughs> wear the Magpies. Yeah, you wear the what? Magpies. There's he's only one Magpie. Like, you're kidding. There's Mag... What about... Actually, <laughs> so Eddie wakes up. He goes out onto his fucking balcony. He has a big yawn. And there's a magpie sitting there. Absolutely not. Take that off. (laughs) I'm going to de-feather you, you (laughs) fucking bird dog. You take those feathers off. There's only one magpie and they only live in Collingwood. Like, Uh, fuck you. Here's an incentive for Collingwood that I think fans get around. If Collingwood's lower than Port Adelaide on the ladder, they wear an all-white jersey with a black QR code in the middle so all the spectators can scan it and when they scan it, it goes to all the racist things Eddie Maguire's ever said. Yes. Oh, exactly. But so for those for those that didn't know the, the controversy, the controversy. Uh, <laughs> Do I know a sash and shine? Oh, fuck me. A sash and shine. Anyway. And so, it's controversy. Yeah, so basically what's happened is Eddie said, don't wear that jersey. But Port, they had a win. Yeah, they and got they changed. Were, yeah, and they were scheduled to... Uh, Wear that jersey on the day. So when they were singing the song, they put it on and said, up your jumper. I yeah, if we can't play in it, it, we'll sing in it. We'll sing in it. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it too. And I, I think, think it's a bit like, yeah, what well, do you change your jumper for? But it, it's essentially, it was their way of saying, hey, Eddie, fuck you. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I just think that that's bullshit. And I think they yeah. should be allowed to wear it. As long as they're not playing Collingwood because, yeah, fair enough, black and white, black and white, whatever. You can't tell who's playing. Anyway, that's all i got. Anyway, should we go to the next game? Anything else? Well, no, I've got actually stuff about the game that occurred, oh. like aside from the jerseys that they wore. Um, Texcoin, time to sell, Sime. You've, you're invested in Texcoin. Yeah, I am. Time to sell. I am. Everyone else yeah. out there, time to sell. Uh, did you know Port at no point were behind? At no point in the game? I didn't, I didn't know that, no. Um, and Boke got best on ground. He won the medal, the showdown medal. Oh, he bloody, he was oh, lucky yeah. to get out of it alive. He was he got he copped a knock early, didn't he? He he got best on ground, Zach, with twenty eight touches at sixty four percent. This is a classic case of someone on the winning team needs to get best on. Because Laird had thirty six and twenty one of them he were tried contested. So hard like he does every week. He he was the best player, but he didn't win. Um now, just quickly moving off this um, game, I will conclude with uh, Sloan will be 523,000 uh, next year in Supercoach. He's got 100. Uh, he has a low score of 97 and is averaging 119. Um, and yes, Amon is the best kick. And I wrote here, 100% lefty, be confident. <laughs> Carl Amon <laughs> is. And he's very left-sided. Yeah, like, I, I'm confident in that call. Uh, no one can sway me. And He only has a right yeah. foot, so his shoes match. Yeah, like you can't buy... You can't just go by one foot. Which he'd like to. That's how left-sided he is. Yes. Um, there was another one like that. Um, I think they were complaining that he doesn't have a right foot and it was at his detriment. Uh, Jack Nunes, I think they mentioned it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw of that. Um, Simon, what do we got next? We're in a Sunday. Hawthorne. Um, yeah. how, how are we tracking? We've, we've got, this is the longest one ever. So we uh, are. Don't worry, I can rip through this quickly. So an, no, an hour and a half. So goodness got, gracious, we, we have West Coast Eagles ninety-eight, Hawthorne sixty. All right, quick fire. Here we go. Quick, st- quick stats. Uh, 
Let's take out last season when they shorter quarters. First, goalless quarter since 2012. Jeez, good Hawthorne stat. and West Coast, same. Yeah. Oh. 2012. Oh, last time it was a goalless quarter. It That's was also so weird. Hawthorne and West there Coast. Uh, we looked good for a little while. Then we looked horrible. Then we were never in the game. Um, James Warball had a good effort again. Actually kicked two goals at least. Had about 27 or so touches, which was nice for him. Uh, we didn't offer much else. Gaff was back to his best. Um, we played him back in a form. Um, Kennedy went off with an injury for West Coast. He was iced up. Not good for him. Um, and we love... Was he iced up before iced the up. injury? Uh, no, th- this isn't 2006 West Coast. If, this it, is, if he was iced up This before, is recovery West Coast. If he was iced up before, he wouldn't have had an injury, wouldn't have. No. Yeah, if, yeah, if he wouldn't have felt nice, anything. Right. No. Um, and I'll just take a little bit of umbrage, if that's a word that we use in this context, uh, with fan footy that we do love. What did you say? Underage. Uh, umbrage? I think that's... Is that a thing? Oh, Dolores Umbridge from Harry Potter. Uh, that's a thing that a reference people might know. Um, uh, fan footy have a little like headline for each game after it's been played. Yeah. And I wasn't real keen on their one for today for this one. Yeah. It was Mother of a Hiding. Now we lost by 38 points. We were I think 27 points down at half time. West Coast won the game comfortably. It was not a hiding. A, a team yeah. getting absolutely flogged is more like what maybe what well for this round what Port and um Port and Adelaide were last night. Well, because but could a hiding also be con- contributed to by uh, not just the score but the way the game was played? We had our chances though. Like the amount of times we actually like got on the break. Um, yeah. What the fuck, oh, Nat Uh-oh. Five? What the fuck are you doing oh. with his hair? With your overall situation you've got going on, just shave it off, start again. I'm not sure. Mm. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> But I, I wanted to um, interject. Umbridge, excellent use of that word. Yes. I, go- I, I googled it. It was it was great. Well done. Good. That's that's underrated uh, word MVP. Yeah. Oh, can we, okay, we've got a three underrated MVP segments <laughs> moving forward. <laughs> no one likes the original. Um, I have nothing else to say other than Tom Phillips will be out of my super coach team. Although I feel feel like he's rubbed a little bit. I don't know if you have the stats up there, Hudson, but yep. he had a lot I of the do. ball. What was his disposal efficiency? Because I reckon if it was really poor, it wasn't as bad as they say. Sixty three. Okay. Can someone tell me how 63, which is still a lot better than one in two, uh, could only net you 43 supercoach points from 22 disposals? No, he had 52. He got scaled up. Um, but it probably was contributed by the fact that he had five clangers. <sighs> the amount of, I actually saw him like do a lot of good things with the ball, and I thought, oh, good, then I checked the score, and like he wouldn't go up. Like I don't know. They just hate him. Well, so. interestingly Impey enough, was good he again had if 81 Dream Team points. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Um, um, Impey, great again. Jayath, good if you got him. Yeah, I have something interesting. What do you got? So Tom Mitchell was back um, to his big form. Uh, but my thing was Hawthorne tall forwards. Two goals, four. Two, two of them were Mitch Lewis. Uh, just quickly, I really liked his game. He took yeah. a big hanger. Like, yeah, he was good today. They kicked two goals four, which is not a good effort. They did it without Jeremy McGovern and Tom Barras playing. They could oh, have kicked yeah. zero goals zero. Oh, like, I'm I'm real flat about this. Like, we played West Coast Reserves and got smashed. Like, it's not good. Titch had 41 disposals, uh, 272 metres gained, eight people. That's good for him. Yeah, but eight people for Hawks had more, and no one had uh, more than... Th- Oh, sorry, Jarman Impey had 32. He was the only person over 30 touches. Um, so he was closest. And a goal. So you're talking about a robbery for Tom Phillips. Um, Jack Redden, he had 31 touches at 77%. It's pretty good. Good game yeah. for him. Uh, he had 
of those 31, 15 contested. He ended on 78 super coach points. Oh. If you had Jack Redden, you would be writing into Champion Data. Yeah, for a I big would. Please explain. I don't have Twitter, but I'll be tweeting him somehow. Yeah, like we need to please explain on Jack Redden's score because that is out. That is a robbery at the highest level. Yeah. Um, anyway, this win will be good for the Eagles. They won away from home finally for Hawthorne. We suck. We bottom two this season. We'll be lucky to beat North Melbourne next week. I have nothing else to say. MPCJ did combine for fifty-seven disposals, so that's a big plus for them. Yep. Um, Simon, let's get us going with the dogs, Carlton, because we're almost. We've got two games left, and we better get through before two hours before I age. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, dogs, Carlton. We always we were please stick that. with us. Stick yes. with us. It's Western Bulldogs one hundred and seven, Carlton ninety one. We watched that comeback as we started this podcast, and it yeah, was Carlton uh, were up when we started. Oh, what a great comeback from the dogs. Yeah, very um, nice. Caleb Daniel he had a comeback was on 30 own. at three-quarter time. Ended on what, Hudson? 100. Look at the goal umpire in that. <gasps> melee. Oh, um, oofed. Uh, yeah, Jack My McRae. biggest oofed ever. Jack McRae ended on 106. Tom Liberatore actually continued his hot streak. He's on 126. Um, Buku Kamas came in. He scored a big 39. Not oh, bad for who? him. Who? Buku Kamas, he's that. He I was the. I need to get him in my team. He's got an excellent name. Yeah, <laughs> he his dad was there watching. Um, oh yeah, watching awesome. his debut. Um, Bailey Smith had thirty eight. Um, I did mention that maybe Bailey Smith might be a touch overrated. Uh, it may be role, but I think he is a bit overrated. Oh, no, he's not overrated. We should have overrated MVP. Yeah, I'll give overrated yeah. MVP for oh, no, sure. I can tell you who's going to win it every week. Gary Rowan. Connor Rosie. Oh, okay. Well, Connor Rosie did kick a goal last night and he actually junked it up and got 94 super coach points, but sure. Yeah, but like people are saying, oh, like you take Rosie over Sam Walsh. Piss off. Yeah, but that was last year. I'd take me over last, Connor Rosie. Last right year, you'd arguably take Connor Rosie over Sam Walsh, but this year, it's a very different story. Oh, at round two, you would have. Um, What else have we got in this game? Carlton, yeah, they fought pretty well. Um, Jacob Weedering was insanely good. He well, had we saw a lot of him. 23 touches. He's had 21 of those kicks. He took 13 marks. Oof. Uh, he, he was big. Got he some was oofing. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Roof. Um, well, the dog. Actually, this is a dog. Gives a big Western Bulldogs roof. Um, Paddy Cripp disappeared after high, half time. He did end up on 72, which is a top score for him oh. from the last few weeks. He's, Tom Phillips. He's a tough one. Um, Matt Owie scored 49. <laughs> There's the best name, Simon. Owie. <laughs> oh, mama, I got an owie. Zach, wi- Zach Williams, 27. Oh. Worse than that. Um, Adam Saad, 21. I was going to say, he looks very... He went up 40. looks like he's lost a bunch of weight or did he just trim his beard so much? I don't know, but he's he went up 41%. Oh. Um, he was outscored by Petrovsky seaton who played 15% of the game. <laughs> so that's, that's a tough go. Um... But yeah, Doggies had a nice win on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, for anyone who started off with the 102k player, uh, Anthony Scott and Lachlan McNeil. Um, luckily, I kept Lachlan McNeil, actually. I got uh, still. Scott, on 85. Bench. McNeil, 81. Oh, there's some money to be made. There's some big money, t- big money, big money, big money. Um, K- Bailey Dale ended up with 91. Now, we didn't He's mention good. in the North game, I really did want to mention this, um, that my new uh, F... Well, F3 now, I believe he might be based on his price. Uh, welcome to the footy boys, Ooh. Aaron Hall. Officially. You're yep. saying it. you got to do it. He's coming in. I need Aaron Hall because in a year of forward line mess, he looks like he's on. Yeah. He top scored for North and he looks like exactly well, what Jack Zebel did at the start of the year. Like Impian Zebel. 
he's available as a forward but playing back line. And this yep. year, those running backs... You just need the defensive players unless they're named Rory Laird. Um, yeah. He's... Well, I mean, he's in my back line, but you don't want to fit him in. You want him in your midfield so you can get an extra backman. Um, did anyone... I didn't have any notes for this because it happened while we were watching um, and I was writing over here and unfortunately my Foxtel subscription, I can only watch two, uh, two screens at once and my father and also my wife were watching Foxtel, so I couldn't watch the game. What were they no. watching? Uh, I did notice my wife was watching New Girl. She uh, watched that already. Yeah, no, it. That's all Netflix and or Stan. We don't have Netflix. Netflix is a waste of money. Yeah, but Foxtel isn't. Well, I get live sport. Netflix. Ko gets your live sport. sport. Yeah, but so does Foxtel. It's only isn't a little bit KO more, and Sarah gets. Ko and Netflix cheaper than just Foxtel. No, well, so Ko has is just Foxtel. It comes with a free Frogat. <laughs> yeah, see, Frogat is also cursed. <laughs> My Foxtel box allows me to combine my free-to-air TV and my Foxtel TV. Foxbox. And I don't have a nice, fancy, yeah, smart TV. Whatever TV you buy will give you your free-to-air TV. I don't have... Yeah, but then I've got to change the input. Um, I think it's we might tough. end it there because we've uh, we've uh, we've gone into general the conversation. Gonna, the Lions <laughs> are going to win anyway. This game's on. Yeah, yeah. Brisbane's going to win. Um, yeah. Has anyone scored well? Jaron Lyons of the Lions is on. <laughs> is it Jaron? My son is also named Jaron. What about what about Pryor? Ah, Jackson Pryor. He has kicked. I saw him kick a goal before. Bloody have a go. He's Two on fifty five. Yes. That's all right. Now Hudson's man Devin Robertson's on thirty eight. Oh. Yeah, that's tough. That means I will lose to Grazzi this week and probably lose my. Oh matchup. yeah. Tough go. Um, McCluggage. Rich and Zorko already over 100, and uh, by the looks of it, Simo's about to press stop, so oh. I want to remind everyone to kick a barrel. Yeah, we need to we need to press stop because I feel like someone's smoking inside in my house. Can yeah, I'm worried that? something's on fire. I thought yeah. there was burnt coffee. Uh, all uh, right. Um, we better go check because uh, we do have dinner cooking. and um, Yeah. We might, we might have Peter Garrett dancing in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, you can't sleep while your bed is burning. Yeah. No, oh, it's, you, I would... Oh, well, you, you can try you Tonight would, might be the night. You would be hard-pressed to sleep if your bed is burning. 